Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Rich Yelvin here live on Southern Sports Central. Boy, oh boy, what a year it has been. And we still got a few more days left of it here as uh, we're coming into the now the 28th day of December. That means only three days away from uh, that New Year's Eve and four days away from New Year's Day, five days away from the Epic 84. What is the Epic 84? Well, let me tell you about that. If you are here in Charleston and around the area, we encourage you. We, quite frankly, just pull you to Woodland High School. That's over there in Dorchester, South Carolina, in between St. George, home of the Grits Festival, and Somerville. That's home of uh, the legendary John McKissick. In between the two, we will put an epic game together, that of yours truly, Southern Sports Central. And the great folks in the upstate of the South Carolina High School Blitz, we're going to uh, – Smother, cover, and take over Dorchester, the city, and Dorchester, the county, coming in here at 1 o'clock on a Saturday. Now, the, the event doesn't just start there. We will bring in 84 of the chosen Epic 84 seniors around the state of South Carolina into Somerville on Thursday afternoon. Now, that, of course, is New Year's Eve where we'll put them nice and cozy in their rooms and get them ready for a day after that of practice. And I said it, practice. They'll get to know one another. They'll create memories and moments and all the fun things that will happen between that Thursday and kickoff at that Saturday at 1 o'clock. It will be, and I underline it will be, an event that they will remember for the rest of their life. You know this, we were able to do this just a few weeks ago with the Elite 88. The junior class that showed up, and did they ever show out in the class of 22? They did what they did, and of course, left no one guessing was it successful. Because it was. Yes, I'm sure we could go back and fix this, or tweak that, or do this, or do that. But the one thing we did was play the game of football on that Sunday afternoon at Ben Lippin High School over there, home of the Falcons. But not on that day. It was home of the, well, the Elite 88. And now, of course, we've changed gears. We've now headed over to the class, the senior class, if you will. And for some of these young men, it will be the final time that they'll have a chance to battle out on the ball field and get in between the lines and hit a few shoulders to shoulders. They get to know some of the brothers that maybe they've met on social media. Maybe they've played with them in the past. Maybe they just, quite frankly, read about them in the newspaper. But, oh, on this weekend. On this upcoming weekend, we will begin the year on a great note here in the great state of South Carolina as we ended it with the juniors. We'll begin it with the seniors in 21. And why not? Why not begin with this class of 21? And, of course, uh, that location is going to be Woodland High School. We'll get you some more information. The gates will open, by the way, for the general public at 11 o'clock. 
uh, the parents will be allowed in a little bit earlier so they can get the best seats and watch their babies do it one more time in a high school setting. And again, they'll get them in a little earlier. We'll have them situated. But the folks, your general population, ladies and gentlemen, can come into the gates at 11 o'clock on Saturday. Woodland High School, search it up, Google it, do whatever you got to do. Ask Siri. She'll get you there. We just ask that you do these things, that you make sure that you follow the guidelines. It's really, honestly, I know that it's taken COVID to get you out of people's face, but it's the things that we should have been doing anyways, right? It's all the things that we should have been doing on a regular basis. Nobody wants you in their face. Get out, move back, give them some space. And so we will be practicing, give them some space on Saturday as uh, we look forward to uh, taking over the property of Woodland High School on that Saturday from one until the final zeros and the ball is raised and the game is over between the upstate and the lower state. It's the final matchup between an, an amazing group of athletes in the great state here of South Carolina. And again, Ken Brown up there with the high school blitz, myself, Southern Sports Central, of course, the guys, the guys over there, of course, at, at, at um, there's just so many, there's so many. That, that we want to make sure we don't forget. Now, I could go through this list. I know Phenom's another group. These guys do a lot of those uh, amazing gloves. They're, of course, a big part of it as well. But, again, we know this. As long as the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise or the numbers don't rise, that we will do what we got to do on that Saturday to bring you the epic 84. And, again, guys, there are so many of those guys that are going to join us tonight, by the way, because we are featuring the team out of the East. That's the lower state of South Carolina. Of course, their uh, general will be joining us here at 7 o'clock, Coach Ford. And then after that, it's J.J. Jones, wide receiver from Myrtle Beach. Can, he's already um, checked that box. He's heading to the University of North Carolina, but not before he plays with us on Saturday. Then it's Solomon Butler, wide receiver. He's heading to Western Carolina. He's a Berkeley guy, going to be taken out with us here tonight at 730 that's uh, 745, Mr. T.J. Sanders. He's a young man going to head to the Gamecocks, big defensive end, going to be doing some things with the Gamecocks. And then at 8 o'clock, we head over to Myrtle Beach with Trey Baker, the defensive back committed to Limestone. 815, I.J. Barber, defensive lineman from Ridgeview, hangs out with us. And then at 830, we do the buy one, get one. Oh, yes and never do we hang out with Hayden Vasquez on the offense and on the defense, Justice Boone. Going to hang out with us at 8.30. But it all starts at 6.30 with Reginald Walker Jr. We'll talk college football with him. Well, because, quite frankly, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the great state of South Carolina. And uh, we can't wait to catch up with him about college football. There's been some some games that aren't going to happen. Of course, there's some, uh, some, some bowl games that have been canceled in, in the next couple of days. But, again, we're keeping our, our prayer hands together, right? We're keeping our fingers crossed, our toes crossed. We're, we're crossing them all here is we're really, really, really excited uh, about the the big event coming up this coming weekend. I do want to thank you guys for hanging out with us here today. Again, a, a great group of, of young men and grown men that are going to be joining us here uh, throughout the entire broadcast at some point here between the next 20 minutes. Eugene, of course, will join me, and, and we'll hang out with you guys for the next, well, two hours, and, and, and we'll give it, what, 50 minutes here. And, of course, um, a lot of exciting things happening now. We do know this. It was a great Christmas, right? It was a great Christmas. Uh, as hopefully you guys had a great Christmas wherever you are, no matter where you are, uh, when you really were able to hopefully spend some time with some loved ones, even if you weren't able to do it face-to-face, you were able to reach out on a phone call, maybe a Zoom meeting, whatever it was, you were able to at least 
connect with your loved ones. And hopefully you guys did have a, an enjoyable Christmas uh, this past year. Of course, now we turn our eyes on the New Year's, and uh, we'll get into some of that conversation. But the one thing that lets you know that it's Christmas time, and you can always thank uh, a guy that does an incredible job, David Shelton. He picks uh, his all-low country football team down here in Charleston, and he didn't disappoint us here on this one. It's Fort Dorchester's uh, Keith Desishore uh, did it all for the Patriots. His coach, Steve LaPrade, is quoted in his article saying he's probably the most dynamic football player we've had in the last 10 years. Now, this kid is a really good ball player. Desishore has been selected as the 2020 All-Low Country Player of the Year by the Post and Courier. Uh, you, you look at that and also uh, look at this one. How about the Coach of the Year, Oceanside Collegiate Head Football Coach Joe Call, 2020 coach of the year and uh, again congratulations to those two individuals who got some really big recognition of course physically Destin Shore comes in here at 5'10 175 uh, of course uh, statue may not look like you're going to be like oh watch out but let me tell you I cover the Patriots on Friday nights as I get to do it over there with a bunch of my friends on the TV screen and Keith Destin Shore is, uh, is without doubt one of the most electrifying young men that I've seen in a minute. Now he reminds me, and it may be, it may be the number that he wears that, that really resonates down here in the low country. Cause number five is a very magic number that I've seen all throughout and around uh, the low country. Great athletes have worn that one. And uh, again, Keith is looking forward to, I know being a part of this, well, epic 84 game. He's one of the guys that will be a part of this event as well. Some of the first team offensive guys, let's talk about those guys here for just a quick minute, Will Daniel. Now, Will Daniel, the quarterback out of first Baptist, 6'2", 190. Now, he led the area in passing yards with 1,916 and passing touchdowns with 22 during that 22 season, excuse me, 2020 season. Now, he led the Hurricanes to a 9-0 record and a region player of the year, a two-year starter at first Baptist after transferring from Bishop England. He also rushed for 524 yards. He was the Number one quarterback, the other young man. How about this one? I say young man because he may be young in the grade status, but he's definitely very mature on the football status. Zoltan Osborne, the quarterback from Fort Dorchester, 6'2", 180. He's only 10 pounds lighter, and he's two grades younger. He's a sophomore. This young man, all region, after passing for 1,595 yards and 17 touchdowns in only eight games. He did, uh, of course, not throw an interception in 149 passing attempts, and he threw multiple touchdown passes in six games. Of course, passed for 332 yards and three scores against that Goose Creek, and for 327 and four touchdowns against Berkeley was his highlighted games throughout the year. Other guys on this list, Dwayne Wright is doing everything right. Now, you're talking about a young man who, I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of great running backs down in the low country, but he's a special kid. He's a guy that almost looked like he was an Uber driver down there, just pulling defensive guys down the field. This kid, of course, the running back over at Dorchester, six foot, 215, all region player, of course. And in 2019 and 20, he got that recognition, selected to the Shrine Bowl this year. So congratulations there, Mr. Dwayne Wright, for getting that award in eight games this season. He rushed for 1,216 yards and led the area with 17 touchdowns. He, of course, uh, is a two-year starter with more than 2,200 rushing yards and also caught 10 passes this season. Now, cool note about Mr. Dwayne Wright is this young man, again, back-to-back 1,000-yard rushers uh, years for him 
But he was the guy that would get Fort down into that red zone, and then you would see some of that elusive passing, or you'd see some other things happening around. But uh, he was the train in between the 20s. You know what I mean? So great job here. Jaleel Porter, another young man. We got to see him in first action a couple weeks ago. That is the young man over there, West Ashley, 5'11", 185 junior. A huge part of why West Ashley's offense was 5-2 uh, and two this year. And that usually, in any other season, speaks volumes of success, right? But because they could only take two, it was the two losses that kept them out of the playoffs. But well-deserved of making it in a normal season. Porter, of course, ended up rushing for over 1,000 yards as well with 12-19 and 14 touchdowns, only 141 carries. A uh, really great performance by him. Here's another. They've got the trifecta down here in the low country with running backs. Demetri Simmons. Running back, Goose Creek, 6'10", 180, junior. Another guy that's coming back to be in the highlight film this coming year in Friday Night Lights. So it's going to be Mr. Simmons as well. He's led the area in rushing attempts with 248 carries. He gained 1341 on the ground with nine touchdowns and was voted the Region 7-5A Player of the Year. Two-year starter, also starter on ranked course uh, for his basketball performance as well. So we'll kind of get through some of this here today because for me, you know, you want to highlight these young, young men who are recognized by, of course, uh, David Shelton here. That, of course, is uh, the first team in the offense. You look at Jalen Haywood, or the wide receiver, six foot, 175 senior from First Baptist. James Levine, the wide receiver from Goose Creek, 6'2, 185. You got Solomon Butler, who also, by the way, joining us here tonight. Uh, the big man is from Berkeley, six foot, one eighty-five. Jaden Johnson, the offensive line, Goose Creek, six five, three hundred pound junior. Now, here's a cool part about this young man: he made it for the offense, but we saw him where during that elite eighty-eight. And I got to tell you, the kid is a stud anywhere you put him. And then this young man, talk about a big front line. Let me give it to you: with Jaden Johnson at six five. 300 pounds. Jordan Richards, offensive lineman, the senior from Fort, 6'5", 300-pound senior. The kid is just impressive. I mean, if he could at IHOP to sponsor him as the, uh, as the Pancake Award, he would definitely be one of the top of the charts. Another young man, and I've watched this young man grow in tremendous fashion, and that is Mr. Jackson Campo over there at Somerville, 6'1", 260 pounds. He's a center, does a great job. He will also be playing with us along with Jordan Richards at the game coming up with the Epic 84. Jacob Ashley, we saw what that young man did a couple of weeks ago. It's a big offensive lineman, 6'6", 300 pounds for Sean Smith. Another big man from Goose Creek, 6'3", 290. Spencer McKinley. Boy, this kid is special. One of the best in the country at what he does as uh, the area's top place kicker. Converted 29 of 30 extra point kicks and four out of eight field goals with a long to make 42. He also had a 24 uh, touchbacks on his kickoffs. Again, 5'10", 187, a junior from Oceanside. And then we talked about Keith Deshashore. He is the athlete on the board as uh, Deshashore rushed, passed, and caught a touchdown one game this season. A major threat on the punt kickoffs, and he caught 31 passes for 499 yards and five touchdowns. He's also a two-time All-Region, 8-5-A, and two-time first-team All-American pick. That's, of course, your offense. Let's look quickly at David's defense. Now, defensively, we're going to stay at the fort with Devin Geddes, a junior, big-time, 6'3", 260, first-year varsity starter who, of course, developed into college prospect for next season. You'll hear that name 
trust and believe me, coming in uh, to the 2021 year as he earned all region honors after totaling 56 tackles, 10 tackles for losses, and three sacks, nine quarterback hurries throughout the year. Also defensively, let's head over to Timberland with Mr. Sam Moultrie, 6'1", 264-year varsity performer at Timberland and three-time all-region selection. Kai Buffalo, defensive end lineman from Hanahan, 6'4", 220. Now, Buffalo started every game on the offense and defensively front for the Hawks and was a huge factor of an offense that averaged 356 yards per game. He had 33 tackles, 10 tackles for losses, three sacks, and also an all-region player in 8-3A. Their team also, by the way, made the playoffs. Go back to Somerville. D. Andre Jones comes in here, defensive lineman, the Somerville guy, 6'1", 235, sophomore, and that's a big deal for a sophomore to make this list. We got another kid that's going to shock you at the end of this one that I'm excited about as well. But Jones earned an all-region honor with 2020 with uh, totals of 72 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, and eight sacks. He also recorded 12 of those quarterback hurries as well. Quinn Tolbert over there at Goose Creek, linebacker, 6'1", 215. Checking in here, earned the all-region honors after a very special season, produced 82 tackles and 23 tackle for losses. We head over to First Baptist again. How about Mikey Blandon, the young man? He's a linebacker, 6'2", 220 senior, a two-year starter, 62 career tackles. He earned a Skiza All-State honors twice and was the region defensive player of the year. West Ashley with Caleb Edwards checking in at 6'4", the linebacker, 215, a major 2022 prospect as Edwards has been a two-year full-time varsity starter this season, was with 103 tackles, two of those sacks, and, of course, an interception to add to his numbers. Back to the fourth, linebacker, Jaden Gardner. Watch this young man as he continued to grow and improve from what we saw as his junior year here in his senior year, 5'11", 215. And Gardner, of course, a two-time all-region selection. And Gardner, of course, led the Patriots in tackles with 2020, and he had 81 of those. Hits four tackles for losses, three sacks, and two forced fumbles in only eight games. Miles Walker, yep, we know we're in Berkeley when you hear that name. Of course, the big man, the defensive back at 6'3", 180, basically did what he needed to as a two-year starter in his senior year and an incredible number as he was an all-region player compiling 31 tackles, two interceptions, two block kicks, and four pass breakups. Melvin Rabidell, that's right, Goose Creek's big-time defensive back over there, the 5'10", 175 senior selected this team as the South Carolina Shrine Bowl roster and a class of, uh, of course, um, 5A All-State by the South Carolina Football Coaches Association. He had 66 tackles. With two interceptions this season, he was, of course, a three-year starter in the Goose Creek secondary. And, of course, the cornerback, the twice-name all-region, as he is, by the way, signed to head over to the Citadel. Good news there to join, of course, Mr. Mikey Blandon, who's also heading over to the Citadel as well, giving back some information there. Khalid Gadsden, how about this young man? Back over to the fort we go where we hang out with a 6'1", 208-pounder, all-three-year starter and leader. On the Patriots defense, he was twice named a region in all low country first team. He had 38 tackles and an interception, four breakups this season with six interceptions back in 2019. And this young man, of course, uh, 
boy, look at this young kid. He comes from Idaho. Before he landed in Idaho, he was over, of course, after he landed in Idaho, he came over to Somerville. Then now you see him as he's over there at Oceanside with uh, Coach Call, big time. 6'1", 200-pounder, Mr. Ron Schauber. Transfer, as I mentioned, from Somerville was a sophomore starter as he became a big-time leader over there with the Sharks uh, back in the, of course, uh, this year. He had, of course, big time as he recorded 20 tackles and one interception this fall. And then we went to this young man. If I had a drum roll, I'd give it to him because any time you could put a freshman on this list, man, it's an impressive conversation. How about this young man, Coleman Franzone, the punter from Oceanside, 5'9", 165, soaking wet, if you will. The freshman led the public school's punters with 37.7-yard average. He had a long punt of 51 yards and dropped six punt inside the 20. So, Coach Eugene's big man that he gets to do a lot of work with. So, we'll give Eugene an applause when he catches in here with us. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Josh Shaw, the athlete from Hanahan, 5'10", 190, the senior, two-way performer as a defensive end and running back for the Hawks. He had 704 yards of rushing with 10 touchdowns and an average of about 10.2. This young man, very special. And we finished it off with this young man. I know him pretty well. He's, of course, got a lot of connections to Somerville, but he made his legacy over there with the Knights. And that is Marius Anderson, the athlete, Stratford, 6'1", 190. Three-year varsity starter for the Knights with a 557 yards of rushing, 214 of, excuse me, of receiving, 214 of rushing and nine total touchdowns. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the Christmas cheer that these boys got to open the newspaper with and see their faces, their names, and their information. Of course, brought to you by the All Low Country football team and the Post and Courier. And, of course, that is David Shelton's work there. So I want to give David his pro- all of his props there. He did a great job. We just wanted to uh, make sure that we gave them their due diligence here as uh, we get ready for a very short break. We'll come back. When we do, we'll talk a little bit about the ins and outs when we return. And then at 6.30, as I mentioned, it is time for Reginald Walker Jr. Guys, don't go anywhere. Very short break, and we will come back, and we'll get you ready for some more football and conversation. everybody i'm rich Elman here live on southern sports central wanted to give a little love there to david shelton's big pickings on uh, christmas day he presented a gift to many that opened the newspaper and saw their names their of course their their bios there and all the information uh it was on the front page for the player of the year keith desishore and the head football coach 
of the year, Joe Call, as they were there on the front page with that recognition. Uh, I do want to give uh, David Shelton a, a big thumbs up for all that you do, David, for the low country, for the great state of South Carolina, for Southern Sports Central, and many other broadcast uh, shows around the great state of South Carolina. As you do a lot here locally in uh, the low country. But, man, I, I tell you what, never, ever, never, ever is it a, um, a dull moment with you. As, uh, you know, we find out the best places to eat. We find out the best athletes to follow. And uh, some of the conversations are always uh, entertaining. Now, David will join us on Saturday over there as we will be bringing you the, uh, the Epic 84 game. Now, that, of course, is the, the Senior Bowl brought to you by Southern Sports Central, the South Carolina High School Blitz, Shuds, and Phenom. All four of us getting together to do some great things, and I'm excited about bringing all of this into our backyard here in the Low Country, over there to, of course, Woodland High School, where we will smother and cover and take it over. As of Thursday night, we'll have these young men in line and in the house with us, and then we'll put them out and about on the field on Friday to practice. I use the word practice, and then sometime around, let's say, Saturday, we'll set it up, we'll spot the ball, we'll kick it off, and uh, toe will meet leather, and uh, we'll, we'll do this thing called football. One more time for this class of 21. And it's been an, a very, uh, very strange year, but, but let's be honest. I mean, you know, when you're looking at it right now, and you're a football player in the state of South Carolina, you've got to be excited that you, your name's in this paper, sure. And, and there's a lot of other kids that are named in this. Of course, we'll, we'll try to get to you at some point here uh, because we want to recognize these other young men that made it on the, the other teams that David put through. And it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of work that's put into this thing. But if you got mentioned in the, any of those teams, you, you earned it. It is not an easy thing to select young men to be on certain teams. Uh, you know, it's something I'm glad I don't have to do. You know, I'm just uh, ecstatic about not having to be the guy to, to have to pick and choose who's on the games that we put together, right? When, when Ken Brown, that is the owner over there of the South Carolina High School Blitz and myself with Southern Sports Central shook hands back in December of 2019 and said, hey, you've got an upstate. I've got the lower state. Let's bring them together and do our thing in the middle of the state. And then we thought, well, we better do something for the seniors this year, too, because we see what's happening. Um, you know, we knew there was no doubt in my mind. We knew that that was going to be, you know, something that it, it, at the end of it all would be an epic thing. You know, we knew it would be an elite thing. You know, we just had to figure out who was going to be epic and who was going to be elite. But at the end of it, it is definitely going to be some great action this weekend as uh, we'll, we'll close the chapter to uh, high school football this season. That will be our final game. And, uh, you know, we, we start to kind of um, put everything in order. As, uh, you know, I'll take a break here in just a little bit. I do that. We'll, we'll, of course, bring in here Reginald Walker, Jr. He, of course, is our man with the plan all the way in Charlotte. North Carolina. If you didn't see it, well, I know you saw it. You saw Coastal take a tough one on the chin over the uh, over the weekend. And isn't it interesting that the way – isn't it the interesting way that the way that uh, Liberty lost their game is kind of the way they, they won their game? Uh, the only game that they lost was the NC State by a blocked field goal or blocked uh, – yeah, field goal. And it was just that of uh, them blocking – to win that one in Orlando, a defensive battle. To me, that I, I don't know if it was Coastal's best defensive game. There was a lot of things that we could break down that I, that I didn't see them kind of being as vulnerable as they were in this bowl game. 
And then, you know, for me, you know, it's kind of a torn thing because here I am, a guy that's from Myrtle Beach. Of course, Coastal's in Conway. They say Myrtle Beach to some degree, but their address reads Conway. But they're, you know, right there on the Grand Strand. So you want them to win. But then here comes Liberty. We've had Coach Hugh Freeze with us. He's joined us right here on the show. And for me, that's a big deal. You know, I want to see, you know, I want to see, you know, him, him come on and, and, and him win. Of course, Hugh Freeze, uh, the, the head coach over there at Liberty, and their, their quarterback, one of their quarterbacks is Jonathan Bennett. You know, Jonathan Bennett has been on this show multiple times, former Somerville quarterback for, for many years. Did great things. I mean, led these guys to some big wins in his time. So, uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's always one of those things, and we say this all the time in this business, is that we get a chance to see a lot of things. We get a chance to be a part of a lot of the ups and downs and all arounds on both sides. And for us here at Southern Sports Central, while we see the guys on the left side celebrate wins, we also see the pain on the other side of these young men who are on the other side of the coin, if you will, of taking the loss and, and trying to deal with how do you handle it. And, again, you know, my heart goes out to Coach Chadwell, who joined us about a month ago, uh, give or take some numbers there. But, um Really honestly thought that they put a great fight together. They came back. They grinded it out. We're going to talk about that game and many more. As we'll take a quick break, we'll come back. And guess what? Charlotte, North Carolina is coming up next with Reginald Walker, Jr. Guys, don't go anywhere.
Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to bring him into something new, but, man, when regulators came on, it was just kind of a fitting deal. So we're going to mount up over here with the big man, Reginald Walker Jr. Man, if you missed the mix, man, you missed it all. What's going on, Big Reggie? How's life in Charlotte, North Carolina, on this Monday afternoon? Life is good, Richie, but I got to challenge you right off the bat. Oh, this okay. is not good. Was that, was that, no, no, was that the G-Funk era version of the song? Or was that the Michael McDonald version of the song? Ah, I'm going to go with B. Most people forget about that. Yeah, I think it's a B, by the way. I'm going to go with the sure B on that one. However, however, you know, the generation kind of tells itself there when they, you know, when we like to think it's, it, it's the it's a it's definitely B on that one again. I can't take credit. That was Everett Sands who who put a lot of these mixes together for us to have some some different beats kind of dropping. You missed Snoop Dogg was earlier. He was part of that intro. Man, we we really had mm-hmm. it rocking in here. I almost didn't want to go to come back. Man, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> hey, good music will do that to you, right? That's that's what that's what, and I think that's what people don't understand, right? You get right. It, it's most people do, but but a lot of people kind of lose sight of like that's why. You see athletes before games, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, tennis, whatever. That pregame whatever often involves music because you've got to have something to get your mind in the place that you're comfortable to perform at your highest level. I I want you to hear. Let me me give you a little something. Here. Let me see. This is what we opened up with. And and just kind of – we're going to have some music with you, all right? Name that tune. What do you got there? Uh, Gin and Juice. Snoop Dogg. All right. Snoop Dogg, all right, hold tight. See, it gets, it gets kind of, it, it gets, it goes different ways. And, and you know, let's see if we got, it's going to change gear. Oh, Snoop, oh, that's, that's, that, what's my name, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. What's, what's my name? <laughs> and it never stops. As I put my, my, my feet on the desk because I'm, I'm, I'm back to the block. <laughs> People forget that. They do, and, and to me, it, this is, this is, if you really want to find your happy place. You find that one place that you remember back in the day, right? That, that you remember. When's the first time you heard that song? For me, it was in Myrtle Beach. 99% of this was on Ocean Boulevard or somewhere around that boulevard because that's where I grew up. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> as, right. as people were that's coming right. in every week, man, and it was almost, uh, it was, there you go. Oh. <laughs> Nothing but a G thing, baby. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man, this is the way to end the year, right? We're giving you some music. We're giving you some power. We're giving you some knowledge on a uh, 28th day of December, man. How was Christmas, by the way, Reggie? Christmas was Christmas was awesome, man. It, it was great. I got a chance to spend some time with my parents. Um, so I had a chance to really relax. And, um, you know, I spent a lot of the weekend. I did have to work a little bit over the weekend, but I also spent a lot of time just watching a lot of ball, man, just watching some different programs that maybe I hadn't seen a lot of throughout the year. Uh, got a chance to see, you know, FAU play again. Big, tough, physical defensive tackle they got down there. Uh, watched a little Western Kentucky. Uh, saw Memphis bowl game. Obviously saw Liberty and Coastal play. We'll get to that, I'm sure, in a bit. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just relaxed. It, it was quiet, and it was good. Now we're hanging out. Right now, all the way from Charleston, South Carolina to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm Richie Elman alongside Reginald Walker, Jr. Of course, jumping in here in a minute, Eugene has finally made it here to the studio, and he's mic'd up and hanging out on the other side of the glass as he's been on the road today handling some business. But when, when you think about it, let's start with Coastal. Let's go ahead and 
let's get that shot of clear out of the bag or the flame in, in in the air, if you will, because wasn't it 2020-ish for the way the Flames won the game? And that, of course, is uh, is Liberty, man. They lost to NC State the same way that they ended up beating Coastal to win in a game that they were supposed to play back, I think, what, December 5th? Yeah, something like that, yeah. You know, I mean, would you expect anything else? No, no. And I, and I tweeted this after that game. I tweeted this uh, the next – actually, much after that because uh, I was also looking at – and there was an NFL game I referenced, the Raiders, uh, Miami and the Raiders. Um, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and be a person that says analytics are bad or don't believe in them. Uh, but what I do believe is that analytics are a tool, but they are not the end-all, be-all. And the analytics told Liberty not to score a touchdown and take the points, and it nearly cost them the game. It sent them to overtime. The analytics told John Gruden not to score the touchdown. They bleed the clock, kick the field goal, and his team is still bad enough to find a way to give up a long throw with a penalty, and they lose the football game in regulation anyway. So at the end of the day, to me, I've always said this, when you're late in a game, and, I, and, and look, if you go back to, to John Gruden's decision, I'm fine if you tell Jacobs to fall down on the first down run. Okay, you bleed the clock, make them burn a timeout, whatever. Now, after that, on third down, I'm trying to score. I'm not trying to set up for a field goal and believe I want the touchdown. I'm going to make you have to score a touchdown to beat me. It is always harder to get all the way in the end zone than it is to get in field goal range. Ask, ask LSU against – well, ask the Florida Gators against LSU. Uh, you, you can go right. down the list. So, to me, uh, anytime you have that opportunity to put a touchdown on the board, I mean, you can put seven up, you put seven up. Hmm. Now, let me ask you this question, though. You get this, you get this gentleman, I believe the tight end or, or the receiver, the big man that came in there that ends up jumping on his back because he sees the opportunity – and yet it seemed like to me that they were pretty much putting that on the running back because they said, well, he knew to do it in the first round. Why didn't he do it in the second round? And, and again, I mean, it was no doubt it was a fumble, but it just seemed like, again, I chalk everything like that up to 2020. I used to call that the Geneva Convention, but, but now, it, or Murphy's Law or whatever it would be, but now everything is going to be 2020-ish. But, but why would do you feel like that, that, that tight end, that, run, that wide receiver gentleman, came in there and, and just, I guess, it's just second nature to push him through? Yeah, it's instinct. I mean, the instinct you've been taught, right? Like, and this is the other thing I think that makes it very, very difficult, and, and I talk about this a lot in sports. When you try to get someone to undo the things that they have always been taught, right? Like we talk about, and, and Richie, you and Eugene both know this really well, right? So in the game of football, why is it so hard to stop teams like Navy and Georgia Southern that run the option? The reason is because you are taught see ball, get ball. That's your natural instinct. Against right. those offenses, you have to unlearn that and learn to stay with your particular assignment and trust the other guys on the field. That, that is what you are taught. Same concept. Players' natural instinct, and it's built into them, right, because we've all seen it. You go to practice at Alabama or you go to practice at – Coastal Carolina, you go to practice at University of South Carolina. What do they do? A receiver catches the pass, and he is told, you run all the way to the goal line every time. Because the mindset is, 
We, you want them to instinctively want to score with every single opportunity. So then you get right. in a game and you try to tell a player or group of players, don't score. Yeah, good luck with that. Because you're, now you're asking them in a moment to undo everything that they're programmed to do based on what you've drilled into their head the entire season or their entire college career, or their entire nine years in the NFL, or however you want to describe it, that is what they know. It's what they've been taught by you. And now you're telling them to do the opposite. I'm not saying it's bad. What I'm saying is it's very, very difficult for players to consistently be able to turn that switch off. Live right now, hanging out with Reginald Walker, Jr., breaking down that Coastal game. Again, congratulations out to the Liberty Flames. And, and again, I, I think that was probably good luck for anybody, and, and I'll say this and echo this probably across the country and definitely here in the state of South Carolina where I've heard it multiple times, anybody trying to beat that ending there. I mean, it gave us everything we imagined. It gave us some free football. It gave us the, the comeback yeah. that we thought was going to be the best comeback. And, I mean, a quarterback, who was, who's ever heard of this quarterback at Coastal Carolina – of course, everybody knew the Auburn young man because, again, he, he came in, he hit that transfer portal, and he's a great storyline, by the way. He's going to be a great NFL player at some position. Not sure quarterback, but they'll, they'll find a spot for him because he's definitely electric on the ground and in the air and everywhere. As He was their go-to guy, and he scored big kind of staple touchdowns as he's been doing that all year long for Liberty. But what about the Coastal kid? It's kind of, you know, it, it, it's almost like watching, you know, Sandlot or something like that where the, the unknowns become the knowns after this 2020 year of the Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears, kind of similar to their baseball team a few years ago. Well, that's what it comes down to. You, you have to have opportunities, right? People, t- we t- we've talked about this, right? right? Every time there is a non-Power 5, if you will, school that plays well, most people go, where did they come from? And my response is always, well, they've always been in Conway, South Carolina, or they've always been in, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, or they've always been in Boise, Idaho. They've always been there. The issue is we, the, the vast majority of the country either A, doesn't have access to watch them, or B, chooses not to when it's on. And so those teams, people don't realize that there is talent because they haven't watched them. And so that's why it's important, I think, for those programs to get those opportunities. Many of them got those opportunities this, this year. I remember earlier in the year, I believe, uh, I know it was Louisiana. I think they ended up with like a noon kick on ESPN. Now, that's rare for a Louisiana program. But to get that opportunity in a year like 2020 is great for that program. It's great for their recruiting. It's great for their branding. It's great for their exposure. Um, and so, so that's another piece of it. Now, uh, you know, what they do with it long term, we'll find out. But uh, if Grayson McCall has anything to say about it, I, look, I, I mean, I think this Coastal Carolina team will be around for a while. Uh, the only thing I have to ask you guys is, is this. In the words of the great Shaquille O'Neal, was that a full barbecue chicken alert with the Flames and the Chanticleers? Was that barbecue chicken? Or was that – I mean, mm. I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, you're right. And, and we'll find out because, again, I think a lot of teams ended up in the top 25 because of the COVID season. They made the best out of a situation. Right, they played harder. They grinded harder. They saw where they saw, uh, you know, a downfall. They looked at it as an uh, an opportunity. And I think that's uh, that's character all day long. I think if there was an actual character award, you know, you would look at teams like Cincinnati, like Liberty, like Coastal, and we continue to look at those guys who we all know they're not going to be in the conversation 
of the Final Four because they're not part of that money-making program, as we saw in Central Florida just a couple years ago. It's not like, I mean, are we shocked? The guys that do what we do, we're not shocked. Central Florida just dealt with this a few years ago. So Coastal thought they were going to find a way, not unless they made it eight, and and the powers that be will not allow that because they don't want to say, oops, we were wrong. We should have went with eight or ten or 16 and not four, and that's what would have happened. Well, eight creates more access, and and what what they're not going to do is create more access. And I'll I'll add to that this. Um, This may – of all years for this to happen, this might be a confluence of opportunity for a bunch of group of five schools in that of all years for this to happen. They get opportunities on the big networks and in good spots, primetime type of games, all those things. This is also a year where there's a record number of guys in the transfer portal. And those guys are going to have to probably look at group of five schools and maybe some even FCS and or division two to continue their careers because there's going to be a logjam of talent. So I think that's another interesting aspect of this. When you look at a place like coastal and, and, and maybe there's a kid, and I'm making this up. Maybe there's a kid from, you know, a West coast power five school. That's maybe from, you know, the state of Georgia or Florida or something that wants to get maybe a little closer to home. That's in that portal right now. He goes, Hey, you know what? I play wide receiver. Or I play, you know, tight end and, you know, they need a deep threat based on what I see. And that's what I can right. bring to the table. Let me see if uh, Coach Chadwell has room for me coming from insert, right, Pac-12 school here or whatever, and all of a sudden right. that kid walks into that door and that offense looks even more dynamic in 2021. I think that's an aspect of this thing that we can keep an eye on as we move forward with so many guys in that portal. You know, and, and I totally agree. And I think that to me, and I want to, I'm going to play something here in just a little bit. And I want, it's about a minute and 10 seconds from a good, uh, a guy that I think you, me, Eugene, everybody that, that there's an athlete would look up to a guy like JJ Watt here. He put something out yesterday and, and there's a little bit of language. So I'm going to apologize for it before I play it. But before I go to that one, uh, you know, the one thing I think everybody, I think everybody was pulling for coastal, even I'm not going to say Liberty was, but let's just be honest, had they beaten Liberty, there would have been a great conversation Sunday, Monday, and throughout the rest of the 300 and some odd days until we got back to the bowl season about, look, they beat Liberty. They did this. They did that. Meanwhile, back at the, the dude ranch, you got the power five guys over there with their money bags going, see, I told you, they can't even beat Liberty. Y'all wanted them in the final four? Come on. And you know what my response to that is? What's that? And I said this on Twitter. I asked the question. Is it fair for us to say Coastal Carolina was disappointed and they didn't want to be there and they didn't play Mm. their best? Is that a fair conversation piece? Because we've heard it for everybody else. LSU, Georgia, yep. Everybody. Alabama when they lost to Utah in the Sugar Bowl years ago. Exactly. Which was Urban Meyer and Alex Smith. People forget about that. Yep. But we could take it all the way. So that's, again, the question is, and, and I, so I, I threw that out there on Twitter, and one of my buddies that I used to work with, he replied to me and said, don't spend too much time on that. And then my response was, I'm not. I'm just asking, is the question fair? I think so. And he hit me with a, with a thumbs-up emoji, so we know what that means. 
<laughs> for me, and I agree with you, and I don't even know if I saw that because Twitter was almost as busy as it's been in a while after that game because it, it definitely got a lot of a noise and a lot of action over there with the hashtags and things. But I think you're right. I think you hit that one on the head. Before I get you out of here, I want to play this. This is this is a guy who we talk about stars and, 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 and all of this and all of that. And this is a guy that came into the league, if I'm not mistaken, and we're into college. He didn't have any stars. And if he did, he didn't have many. And he probably didn't have his face on uh, his rival's account because he just wasn't one of those guys that, you know, I guess did whatever those do that do what they do to get recognized the way he did. But what he did do is he grinded out on the field in college, and he's still doing it here in the NFL. And he plays for a team over there, of course, the Texans. I want to play this about a minute long. I'll apologize in advance because he does drop a few little words that just aren't the things that your grandma wants to hear. But I want you guys to hear this. And I want to get your thoughts on this one, Reggie, real quick. This, again, is a news conference. This was after the game yesterday from J.J. Watt. Go out to the practice field and work or do your lifts and do what you're supposed to do. You should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of and they care about it they care every single week we're in week 16 and we're 4 and 11 and there's fans that watch this game that show up to the stadium that put in time and energy and effort and care about this so if you can't go out there and you can't work out you can't show up on time you can't practice you can't want to go out there and win you shouldn't be here because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're 4 and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So that's how. I just, I think it's, that's, there are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink. But they care. And they still want to win, and they still want you to be great. That's why. Those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's, that's who I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in this city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. And it's not. And that sucks as a player to know that we're not giving them what they deserve. Now, of course, that's J.J. Watt after uh, a kind of abysmal year for him. What's not to like about a guy like that? Everybody wishes they had about, what, 80 different dudes like that on the roster, not just in the NFL, but let's, let's, let's transpire that down to college for these guys who opted out or, or to high school where they're in their feelings, right, because they're not where they need to be. You know, kind of, I guess, kind of dissect that for me as two guys and even Eugene having three guys that are former athletes who I relate to that very well. I love that message. I hope that high school coaches play it. I hope that everybody who has, you know, any opportunity to mentor somebody plays that because you can imply that into multiple parts of your life, correct? Yeah. Uh, here's what I would say to that. And, and, I, and I hate to write because you just posed a question to me and I hate to respond with a question, but my response is very simple. Where is the lie? Mm. JJ ain't told no lie. Mm-mm. There is not one thing he said that was not accurate. Now, some people say the fans don't matter. Well, <laughs> depends on which fan you're talking to. <laughs> and my response to that is, 
if anybody says fans don't matter, then my response to them is then you're not allowed to have an opinion about your team after they win or lose. That's right. Because at the end of the day, what J.J. Watts said, it's 100% right. It's 100% right. You know, he's talking about how much money those guys make, and, that, and that's always the big discussion. This guy makes this amount of money, and he plays like t- trash. Okay. So J.J.'s admitting, hey, I make all this money, and my team is 4-11. and 11. This is not good enough. And I realize that for you fans. Where's the lie? What did he say in there to me? I can't find nothing in there that he said that was bad, wrong, disrespectful, mean, any of that. Right. Where's the lie? And I, but I think that I love the part that he talks about coming in early, staying late, working out. It's the same thing. What he said at the age that he's at is probably the same thing that you hear as, as you're getting into middle school, getting into high school, without a doubt, you may know this to be true in college, right? Because it becomes a job. It is a job, no doubt. He said it's the best job that you could ask for. That's what he said. And it is a job for these guys. I understand that. But they get paid millions and millions to be, you know, mentors and, and, and icons and, and all these things, right? That comes with it. You know, there's, there's a, what's the old saying? It costs to be the boss. You're right. You're going to get boss pay and you got to come out and, and, and do boss things. And that's my thing. And I agree with them a hundred percent, you know, being a Packers fan and, and just being a Gamecock fan. And, and, and again, I can go down to all my teams that I've either followed or, or been a part of even in college, all the way down into forever and ever, you know, it's amazing. I mean, look at Gamecock fans. My God, the pain and agony that we deal with year in and year out. But that hope, that opportunity that maybe, oh, just maybe, this is the right coach. It's like going on a blind date year after year after year and thinking maybe this is it. Think about if you're a Jets fan, because it can get worse, Gamecock fans. You could be a Jets fan. You know what the best day for a Jets fan is, Reggie? What is the best day for any Jets fans all year long? What do they look forward to? The draft, the, the day of the draft. <laughs> the day of the draft. They spill. Because it's the they one day they got hope. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They spell and raise hell, and that's it. Because after that, it's like, well, this sucks because we're about to go back and let's, you guys want to go get something to eat. <laughs> you know, that's just their life. On our way you back know? to 4 and 12. <laughs> yeah. And we can't even win. Hey, look, we can't even lose right. My God, now we're the second worst team. This sucks. We can't even be the worst team right. <laughs> I mean, that's the life that they have. But they're loyal. My God, Jets fans are loyal. You know, I don't get along with Cowboy fans, but they're loyal. My God, they think after yesterday they won. Now they're back to going to the Super Bowl, by the way. I don't know if that's breaking news. And I'm excited. As a Packer fan, I know I'm going to get at least one victory out of the year in the playoffs because the the Cowboys will be in the – we beat them every year. I love it because when they get in, we know we're at least making it to round two. Now, I feel like we're going to get pretty deep, especially after that nice win yesterday. But the fans – you know, the fans spend so much money on these shirts and these hats and these belts. And, I mean, you see the commercials where their rooms and high and they're decorated. If you've ever been to Lambeau Field, it is an amazing – it's hard not to come out. It's like going to Clemson and not, not committing to Dabo. If you go to Lambeau, you come out being somewhat of a Packer fan. From the history, from the kids riding on the bikes, the players, to all the history of around the stadium with the houses that are painted on the roof, the colors of the Packers – or all the names that have come through that stadium. 
I mean, there's just so much rich tradition, and it's almost a high school, excuse me, a college game in an NFL setting. It's just something special. Well, you know, and I think that's what you miss okay. out of being a Panthers fan. Go ahead. No, absolutely. I mean, I, here, let me add to that, right, when we talk about the money. Think about this. You mentioned a lot of things that are important. Right. I'll take it this simple. Just look at how much people pay to park. Mm. <laughs> and never go in the game. <laughs> Did they pay to park. Yeah. I mean, there are people taking out second mortgages to park at a National Football <laughs> League game. Wow. If you got a problem with what J.J. Watt said, then you have no issue with the exorbitant prices that it costs to get into these games, and you feel like paying it is no big deal. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, so I, I think I, I love what J.J. said, and J.J.'s always been, you know, one of those guys that you could tell he kind of gets it. You know, and that's why, right. you know, you look at situations and, and he understands where he is, right? He understands the opportunity he has. Obviously, and, and, and I'm hearing certain things, and I don't know how much all of it is true, right. but obviously Dwayne Haskins does not view it the same way, and that's why he's out of a job. And you wonder how much that's going to be a factor going forward. How much has 2020 taught us? And, 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 again, I came into this year prior to even knowing about COVID-19 or 20 or whatever it is this, this week that, that it was the year of vision. We have seen so much of people on many different levels, correct? And I think it's no different than oh, sports. Yeah. I think we're seeing a side of people in sports. I just hope we remember they are who we thought they were, right? You're the, the, yep. first, the, the first thing you see is the, probably the best true thing you'll see, and it doesn't go that way. But there's a famous quote from a young lady that, that, that when they show you who they are the first time, believe them, okay? That's kind of the theme that I'm going into 21 with because that's all so many things on many different levels, not just sports. Boy, we've seen things on, on matters that we, we don't get paid enough on this show to talk about. But I'll say this. Mm. We learned a lot. We learned a lot 360-some-odd days, and we ain't done yet. And I'm going to tell you this as, as we wrap it up here. I know you guys are eager to be ready to rock and roll 21, but would you be that eager in 2019 if you knew what 2020 had? We'd have got no idea what's on the other side of this other door of 21. So be mindful what you'll ask for. Because as of right now, I tell it ain't that bad. <laughs> and, and, well, and I'll tell everybody this. You know, as, as rough as this year has been, find the positive. Because there's something, there's something you can find, Right. For some people, they finally got to know who they are themselves because they weren't around a bunch of people. Mm. You know, for some people, they made career changes or started businesses or tried things that they never thought they would try. So there are some positives in this thing. You just got to be willing to look for them. I call them hashtag pandemic positives. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we've learned a lot. It's been a great year. I am going to try to get you in here one more time before the end of the year, but just in case I don't, I want to tell you this, brother. You've been a hell of an addition, and I use that word with capital letters on Southern Sports Central, man. Our friendship that we've built off the air, that we've continued to grow it here on the air, your, your opportunity to help my mission and my vision 
of Southern Sports Central after 12 years, man. I tell you, there's days that I just wonder. And, and then God blesses me with great individuals like yourself to be a part of this broadcast team. And, uh, you know, you're there in Charlotte. You're part of a lot of different teams. But to be a part of our team, man, uh, you know, I got you a gift coming your way. Uh, we've been making some shirts and some sweatshirts. So I need to know, do you like sweatshirts? Do you want a, a dry fit shirt with a hoodie on it or what do you need? But I am going to send you a gift because, uh, man, you were a gift to us in 2020, man. And I just thank God for you, brother. I appreciate that, and you guys have been great. Um, it's been great to be a part of of, of Southern Sports Central consistently, um, have a quote-unquote residency, right? Is that what they call it? Um, as a part of this show, and I think it's one of those things that uh, twofold, right? It, it's, it's created opportunity, um, but it's also made me better, um, and it's made me better in a multitude of ways. It's made me really uh, fully understand um, the depth at which the game seeps into the grassroots level because you guys do so much of those things. And I watch that and I, and I'm aware of it. And I think it's great for the community. It's great for the kids. It's great for the game. And, and at the end of the day, I think the thing that sometimes gets missed in all of everything is for the most part, everybody is always looking to improve and make things better, get, make it better than when they got it. And I think you guys are doing an excellent job of that as it relates to the game of football and the ability to teach and help educate, motivate, build kids up so they can continue to chase their dreams. So I applaud you guys, and I thank you guys for letting me be a part of it. And, look, if we can get something figured out for next week, we'll figure it out. If not, well, hey, that doesn't mean we can't do this again next fall, but it's been a pleasure for me. And I thank you guys. And, as always, you know what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, appreciate it, and we are. Always a pleasure, my brother from another mother, all the way from the, well, Queen City, and that, of course, is Charlotte, North Carolina. Reginald Walker, Jr., of course, he played his days for Joe Paterno as he was a young man growing up in the state of Tennessee, and only he and the Lord above knew that that was the future, that he would be a part of a very mega university of Penn State, a a tradition, a, a powerhouse program, that, uh, again, traditional. When you think college football, Penn State's always one of the top. Their traditions that they do, as you heard him say, we are, and we are here at Southern Sports Central. Very proud to call him a brother and a part of what we do. We got a break because we are now back into the state of South Carolina. And guess what? The rest of the show, oh, is the rest of the show going to be a solid show. We've got it right here. The epic 84 is going to be featured here for the next two hours of the eastern side of things, also known as the lower state of South Carolina. Their head ball coach is going to join us next, and that who else is going to be Coach Ford. Guys, don't go anywhere. It is a little short break just to bring it all around into hour number two. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yama alongside Eugene. Ben. Eugene, of course, joins us now after uh, getting in here. He's had a long day, so we're kind of letting him slowly work his way here to the microphone. Eugene, I'm going to unmute you here, but I'm also going to bring in a guy who is going to be 
the head coach of the Eastern team of this epic 84 in our first ever South Carolina High School Blitz Southern Sports Central Senior Bowl, and that is Coach Ford. What's up, Coach? Oh, nothing much. Nothing much, Richie. Thank you for the opportunity. Man, a blessing and uh, not a disguise because uh, I have excited to get a chance to get to know you, Coach, and, and here we are, man. We are literally less than a week away. I, I've been counting it down. My calendar keeps looking uh, better and better every day, and, and again, I'm going to have about eight of your dudes and dogs coming in here after you, starting off behind you. is going to be J.J. Jones. We'll, of course, have Solomon Butler. T.J. Sanders will join me. Trey Baker, Najee Barber. All the way, Hayden, Vasquez, and Justice Boone all set to join us, along with maybe a few of their closest friends that will play for you on Saturday. Coach, you've been coaching a long time, but have you had a chance to be at something like this in the past? Uh, yes. Uh, back in 2015, uh, I coached in the North-South game. I was the defense coordinator. But it's it's nothing like being the head coach of this thing. I mean, it's it's truly an honor. Now, Coach, let, let's talk a little bit about that. When you started putting this together, and, and I want to make sure that, that, of course, we're all transparent here with putting this all together. You started putting together your staff, and, and then you guys start putting together your roster. You know, was is it kind of like a, a, kind of a getting a new head coaching job, but it's only for, you know, what, three or four days, but very similar by the kind of guys that you're surrounding yourself with, starting with your coaching staff. It is. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost like it's almost like getting a, a a regular job. I mean, you've got to find guys that you know that'll work, guys that you know that can coach, guys that you know are good men, guys that you know are really good teachers and can teach and get across to these guys in a short period of time. I mean, we don't have a week like traditional All Star games do. We've we've got three we've got two days to really get everything packed in. And you've got to have guys that you know this, you know, that, that can get out and get grinding and, and really get to coaching. Now we're live right now with the coach. It's going to be the head coach for the East. That's the lower state of South Carolina in the Senior Bowl coming up. The Epic 84 going to be brought to you right over there at Woodland. Now that's a place that you call home, Coach. That's got to be kind of cool. I mean, to have that caveat put on you, to be able to coach somewhere where you get a chance to coach on Friday nights, man, and, and in the backyard where – some of your closest family and friends will be there ready to watch you do some things. No pressure, huh? <laughs> no, not a lot of pressure at all. But, I mean, we have a we have a great stadium at Woodland. Our fan base is really good. Um, you know, our facility is, is second to none, I mean, in the state. I mean, I'll compare what we have uh, facility-wise with the turf, with the, the, the field house, with our bleachers. I mean, everything that we got going on, I'll, I'll stack it up against anybody. And Woodland is a very special place to coach. And i like to throw a shout-out to, to my sister coaches, you know, because we, we talked about them for a second. But uh, my staff, um, I'm going to give them a shout-out. Rodney Mooney, who's the offense coordinator at Woodland High School, he's going to call plays. Um, Cameron Willis, uh, he's the quarterback coach in the OC at Berkeley High School. He's going to coach quarterbacks. Christian Reed, who's at West Ashley, is going to coach the running backs. Uh, Joey Still, who's the offensive line coach at Fort Dorchester, he'll coach the offensive line. Kevin Crosby, who's the head coach at Orangeburg-Wilkerson, will coach the defensive line. He will also coordinate the defense. Uh, Corey Crosby, who's the defense coordinator at Bamberg Earhart High School, will coach the linebackers. And Coach Hatcher, Jason Hatcher, will coach the defensive backs. He is the defense coordinator at North Augusta. I had to throw those guys a bone because I'd probably never hit the end of it if I didn't mention them. <laughs> oh, trust, trust me, Coach. There's no doubt you definitely would hear would hear it there. 
you, you ended up putting together a great group. I heard a Crosby name, of course, uh, and multiple names, head coaches, assistant coaches, and, and other coaches. When you go to look for these type of coaches, as you will talk quickly about that and the players, what were you looking for in these coaches that, that would, they would bring their own super strength to this team to make this team as good as it's going to be Saturday? Well, you definitely look for coaches that have been in programs that, that have a history of winning and that have a tradition of winning. And uh, you kind of want to go to those guys first because they know what it takes to win. Usually guys in programs like that are really good teachers. Usually guys in programs like that have dealt with, with high-level athletes and know how to coach kids and know how to get across the, the knowledge and information that they got to get across to them. And then you want, you want kids that have been in, in really good structured programs that have been coached that way. Now, Coach, when we look at it here, we're going to get the kids in here with us on Thursday, bring them in here to Somerville, get them up there, practice them up, play them out, and roll them back home to their moms and dads Saturday afternoon. But what is the goal for you and your staff as you start to get them together on Thursday? And, and then, of course, we do what we're going to do with building relationships and so on and so forth on Friday and, of course, getting ready for Saturday. But what are maybe three goals that you have for this team and your coaches uh, coming into this weekend? Uh, the biggest thing is we want to get them in. Um, we want everybody to be on the same page, and we want to we want to start building a bond between the coaches, the position coaches, and their players and their group of guys, as well as me and myself and the coaches. Because we've been doing a lot of Zoom meetings, but we haven't been doing anything face to face. So the biggest thing, first and foremost, is we all want to get to know each other in the short period of time that we have, and we kind of want to bond and get as close as we can, you know, to turn this thing into a brotherhood because. This is the type of game, and these these are the type of situations you're in. These are things that you'll remember for the rest of your life. I mean, you'll remember the guys you played with in these all-star games. You'll remember the coaches that you coach with. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of like playing high school football, you know, going through with a class. And the guys that you played with for four years, you remember those guys, and you have memories for the rest of your life. And that's the first thing that we want to do. We want to, we all want to bond, and we kind of want to be as close as we can as a group, as a staff, as a team. And the second thing we want to do is we want to, we want to go ahead and start implementing a game plan for what we want to do with the guys. And and basically, we're going to try to pour it down their throat as much as they can take, and get them to get them on the same page offensively, defensively, and special team wise. And then the third thing, I mean, we just we just want to have fun. We want to have fun this week. Well, I think it's definitely going to be fun to see all these guys coming in here. And and I'm looking at guys, of course, you know, I'm just looking at some of the lists that's coming in here. We've got a young man that's going to North Carolina, a young man going to Western Carolina. you got a guy going to the Gamecocks. you got somebody heading to Limestone. Uh, A young man heading to Florida is going to join us. And and a few of these other guys that are going to be heading other places as well. What's it like to have this much talent, this much talent on just one roster? And I'm only talking – on the east side, the west side, well, they've got their own things going on on that side, Coach. Well, i tell you what. I, I did the north-south game in 2015, and the roster we had in the north-south couldn't even it, – it, it can't compare to the kids that we have on this roster. Um, you know, it's, it's a very unfortunate thing that Shrine Bowl and the north-south both were canceled, but it's been a great thing for us because it allowed all of those really great players to funnel down to us and have another opportunity to compete, to play – to play with really good high-level guys also gave these guys another chance to put one more game on tape for the guys who haven't got recruited or who are still kind of on the line with getting a scholarship, not getting a scholarship. 
But I mean, this is as talented a bunch of kids that I that that I'm going to be around that I think I've ever been around on on one team. Yeah, it's going to be a good one as we're live right now with the head coach of the eastern side of the Epic 84. This is Coach Ford right now hanging out with us here on Southern Sports Central. Coach, now, you know, I'll be there with you on Thursday night. We're actually going to do a radio show in the lobby, and then Friday we'll do our media show, so I can't wait to mic you up and talk a little bit with you one-on-one uh, as well, of course. So that'll be after our two practices on Friday. And in there, somewhere we're trying to get in there before the Clemson kickoff, so it's going to be a tassel for all of us. And then, of course, having a chance to get to know you a little bit more on Saturday. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, Coach. Uh, I want to say this in advance on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, the South Carolina High School Blitz. We appreciate you. We appreciate your time in advance, your family's willingness to, to let us have you for some time away and uh, just spend some time with uh, some of these young men in the great state of South Carolina. Oh, yeah, I definitely thank you. I mean, I, I relish this opportunity. I mean, anytime you got a chance to – to coach with, with with great men, to coach really good kids, um, to be sponsored by a really good program. Uh, I appreciate you guys, uh, the, the high school sports blitz. I mean, it's it's an honor. It's truly an honor. I mean, it's been an A plus. It's been an A plus procedure the whole time. Well, it's definitely going to be a fun time. We look forward to it, Coach. Uh, I'll let you back at the family. Appreciate your 15 on a great night. Hang tight. Go back and and hit the link and listen to your ballers who are going to be joining us from here on out, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. All right, guys. There you go. That is the Coach of the East. Eugene, let me bring you in for the first time tonight, my friend, as it's been, man, a busy show early. I already went through and and gave the numbers of uh, David Shelton. Uh, Of course, we'll have to push that and, and, and push that back. Uh, to next week to talk about it, unless we, you and I can get in here on Wednesday night and kind of get it before we get in the Western side of the conversation from 7 to 9, because that's what we'll do. David Shelton actually join us at 6.30, so maybe that's when we go over a little bit numbers there uh, when you kind of put things together. But w- when we look at this, we look at this game as we're waiting on J.J. Jones to commit to the University of North Carolina, who's a wide receiver, joining us here in a couple of minutes out of Myrtle Beach. What, what do you see out of this weekend after what we saw a couple weeks ago? Yeah, and, and first of all, I, I'm really upset, as you and I were talking earlier today, about, about missing this. I had something uh, – I'll actually be in Atlanta for a national competition. But, you know, the talent in this game – so with the junior junior game, you know, everybody was saying just how, you know, elite the 2022s were in this state. You know, and there's a bunch of guys that are still flying under the radar, a bunch of guys that were hungry, had something to prove. With the 2021s, uh, uh, you know, these are guys, one, you do have some elite guys. Like some of the guys coming on tonight, you know I'm a big fan uh, of the uh, defensive end joining us. Why? Because he signed a full scholarship to play for my Florida Gators. I love J.J. Jones if he's listening. Man, you know, ever since we, we talked to him back one of my first times ever being on the show, um, going to North Carolina, you know, he's going to a great program with great coaching, great academics, just, you know, a, a world-class uh, university, you know, big on him. You know, some of these other guys are just, you know, some of them have already signed. They already know their future, so to speak. They already know where they're going. But then if you look at some of the 2021s that have great films, great measurables, grades, they're already qualifiers, uh, you know, and, and they haven't signed that line yet they haven't gotten either that offer they're looking for or they haven't gotten an offer yet uh i think you're going to see a lot of hunger and a lot of and and i use the word fight no i don't mean throwing fists 
But I think you're going to see right. a lot of the dogs get unleashed because they got something to prove. And let's face it, if you're a defensive back in this game and you're on the West team and you have an opportunity to showcase your your size, your ability, your skills against a guy like J.J., who's signed with the University of North Carolina, who had tons of uh, Power Five Division, uh, you know, Division One offers, and, and no disrespect to him because he he deserves them. He's he's a great athlete. But if you're that guy that's a defensive back and you don't have any offers, you know, you're hungry. You know, you wake up thirsty that morning. You know, just like some of the Coastal Liberty guys said, they woke up pissed off. You know, because you got something to prove, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I, I will. I think the way the schedule, I'm waiting on my schedule for Atlanta to come out, but I really think um, you're going to see a lot of those guys, uh, those under-the-radar guys, you know, step up with something to prove because they're hungry. This is their last chance. Whether they won a state championship or didn't, they don't have any more high school football film to prove themselves but this game, and they know it. And everybody's in their ear telling them that from their head coach to the mama. You know, you want that D1, you want that money, you know, the the money bag, as some of the young bucks like to say on Twitter, you know, they want to go out and get that bag. They know this is the chance to put on to represent their family, their team, everybody, you know, with coaches watching because there are a lot of coaches out there who are still, we still have one more signing day. Signing day is not over, guys. And the ruling that I just read from the NCAA is that schools can sign a full class in 2021 because they're going to allow the schools to let these seniors tote that scholarship. So I'm really looking forward to see just, you know, the hunger shine through and see some of these undervalued uh, or under-recruited guys uh, try to show out against these, you know, elite athletes that's already signed. No doubt about it. Let's head over there right now to the 843. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is where we go now with uh, Seahawk number uh, – well, five this year, and we asked J.J. Jones, who's heading to North Carolina in a few weeks, but we catch him before he does over here at the Epic 84. What's going on, J.J.? How's life up in the Grand Strand, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? You know, life's good over here. Just, you know, ready for that bowl game. <laughs> I love the fact that you're playing in it, man. I think that shows so so much character and excitement that you're going to give us one more piece, one more opportunity to watch you grind out. And to play with a lot of great guys, man, I saw this list. Holy moly, the amount of receivers that you guys are, are putting together over here on the East, huh? Yeah, you know, I know a lot of the guys, the recruiting and stuff like that. So it's really cool to, you know, actually get out there and play with them. You know, we can learn from one another. I mean, it's competition at the end of the day, but, you know, we can take bits and pieces of each other's game and add it to our game and just become better players and, you know, become friends at the end of the day. Hanging out right now, J.J. Jones from Myrtle Beach High School. He's committed going to the University of North Carolina, be uh, with Mac Brown here very soon. But before, he'll hang out with us this Saturday. Starts on Thursday. What made you decide to, to play in this game, J.J.? You're already committed. You've already got that destination. You punched your ticket. What made you want to come in here and be a part of this opportunity? Um, just just having the opportunity to be blessed with the invite. You know, uh, with, with the Shrine Bowl being canceled, North-South being canceled, um, a lot of guys, especially that I know of, really wanted to play in a lot of bowl games just to just to show that the accolades that they have. And, um, you know, I know this game is going to be a hyped-up game. I know a lot of great guys, a lot of good, talented guys in South Carolina are going to play in this game. 
So I know it's going to be it's going to be a legit competition. So I mean, I'm ready to take on any competition that's thrown my way, and just you know, to have one more one more game as a high school football player before I get to North Carolina, and you know, it's more of a business in college. But you know, this is my last game, and I can just have some fun. Now let me ask you this: How how much fun has it been knowing that a guy that's on the other side of the ball that's going to be playing defense as a defensive back, Trey Baker, who joins us by the way at eight o'clock? Uh, you get one more chance to play with him as well. How big a deal is it for you to play with your guy one more time before you guys hang up your high school cleats? Oh, it's a major deal. You know, I've known Trey my whole life. Uh, we both went to opposite schools. We didn't even go to Myrtle Beach in the beginning of our high school career, but, we you know, we both both transferred to Myrtle Beach, and, you know, we became best friends. And just, you know, he's one great heck of a player, and it's going to be great to suit up with him for one last time. Give me some advice. Give me some words here. When you look at a game like this for a young man who, who hasn't committed yet or – may not even have an offer yet. How much are, are you looking forward to having these conversations? I had this conversation with the juniors in the 88 game a couple of weeks ago, and I said, look, if you've got an offer like Jaleel and some of those guys who already have a lot of offers and a young man that's over there going to Arkansas from Burns, and I said to these guys, hey, talk to these guys who don't have offers. How much are you looking forward to having that type of conversation with some of these kids to give them some hope and give your, your brothers in this class of 21 going forward? I'm really looking forward to it just because I was I was that I was that player before and um, I know I know what it feels like, but um, just putting in that work and that effort, I mean it's it's all gonna work out in the end. You know you just gotta put your trust in God and just you know believe that it's gonna happen. And um, a lot of these guys are very hard workers. They're great athletes. They just they just not really getting their name out there. But I, I would love to talk to them and just tell them lots of bits and pieces of what's it like um, to you know to get recruited and just some some tips to help them out and just because you know. At the end of the day, um, I really just care about for everybody else and how, how they're doing. I want everyone to play at the Division One level, Division Two level, whatever. I mean, I just want, all, I want everyone, everybody to eat. I love it, man. As we're live right now with J.J. Jones. He's a Seahawk today, and it won't be many days that he will be a University of North Carolina Tar Heel coming in as one of the best receivers in the state of South Carolina, coming in here with an impact. When you started seeing this list, J.J., who, who kind of stood out or – or who have you looked forward to actually playing with that you haven't had a chance to play against or with here uh, in, in the last two or three or four years? Um, a lot of these guys, but um, specifically two, because I'm real close with them. Um, Jafari um, out of out of Camden, the quarterback, and Solomon Butler out of um, Berkeley as a receiver. So we beat their other team and stuff like that. But, you know, just being able to actually play with them and just uh, be teammates once, it'd be really, it's a really cool experience to just actually have that happen. Pretty neat experiences. Right after this, we're going to be talking to that guy, Mr. Butler, who also hung out with us in the, the, uh, the, big, the big epic 84, the elite uh, up there with us on Columbia. Now, when you, when you kind of go into this one here, you'll get here on Thursday. You're going to go through this whole process and all. What's one of the things that, that we kind of look forward to between the next three, your three goals that, that maybe you've set for JJ going into this weekend? Um, you know, I really, I mean, of course, I, I want to win the game. I mean, I'm, I'm a competitive guy, so I really want to win the game. But um, that, that's not the biggest thing for me. I really just want to go ahead and build some friendships there, get to know these guys, um, get to learn about them, learn their backstories. You know, help out some of the guys that aren't really getting heavily recruited. Just help them out because um, you know it's, it's better to help others. Really, it's better to give than receive. So. I'm a big guy. I want to help out people and just, you know, just being able to be in a bowl game. It's, it's not, you're very blessed to be in a bowl game at all. So I'm just going to take every minute of it in 
you know, just enjoy it, and that's pretty much it. Well, let me tell you, I, get look, I look forward to hanging out with you guys. Of course, y'all are coming in here to our backyard here in Somerville, playing or da- down the road from the hotel. But for me, I'm going to tell you this. As much as I want to see both teams do extremely well, that, that East team, uh, Southern Sports Central, is on that lower state uh, part of the conversation. As I told Coach Smitty, man, I, I want it to be a great game. I just – we got to do it down here in the lower state, man. I tell you what, we, we've had a rough go with things, and, and we're looking for you guys to finish or start the year strong in this manner with the lower state. How about it? Oh, of course. You know, we're going we to bring back the W. <laughs> I love it, buddy. Hey, enjoy the next two or three days. I, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday, JJ, man. I, I really – I hate to see you graduate, man. You know, you, you've done great things, but I can't wait to watch you go do great things in college, but I really can't wait to watch you light it up on Saturday and cover you and talk to you in our media day on Friday, buddy. Appreciate you calling in tonight and being a part of our show. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Always hey, a hey, pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Hey, JJ, you still with us? Oh, yeah, what's up? Uh, so, so real quick, because, you know, a lot of the guys were, were hoping to see your uh, teammate at the Junior Bowl perform and some things you know went down and he couldn't play in that game uh what what do you guys talked about uh going forward you know with him signing and uh you know he's joining the ACC next year you guys will be playing against each other what's it like you know you guys had the the past two years to play together uh what's it like the next level knowing that you guys are going to be on kind of the opposite sides of the field Oh, you know, me and Adam, we talked about that for a long time. Just, um, you know, I was always trying to recruit him to come to North Carolina, but clearly that didn't work out too well. But, um, you know, him going to Clemson, I mean, that's one prestigious program. Um, and just being in the ACC, you know, we, we talked about we talked about it um, yesterday, in fact, just being able to play against each other on that college stage. It's going to be something. It's going to be something crazy. I say we're not, we're not on each other's schedules for the next for the next three years, but, you know, I really believe that we'll see each other in the ACC championship game and, and the North Carolina Tar Heels are going to come out with the victory. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Well, congratulations on your success. Definitely looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. By the way, J.J., Ms. V sends her, uh, her hellos and can't wait to see you as uh, she's back in Columbia listening to you tonight, man. And, again, you let us off, man. Great way to start it. And uh, can't wait to catch up with you here in just a minute. Yes, sir. See you. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Number five on the charts, number one on the hearts for those in Myrtle Beach is uh, J.J. Jones hanging out with us. Uh, Eugene, I know we're waiting here in just a minute as uh, we'll get another young man to come in here, Solomon Butler, another wide receiver heading to Western Carolina. He's another kid heading to the state of North Carolina, but he's out of Berkeley. But uh, there's a couple of 803s hanging in here with us. Uh, Have you seen who's jumped in here with us from the 803? Yeah, actually, uh, I just popped in and checked in with one of them. Uh, Nadal, he's actually just uh, hanging out. He said he wanted to listen to see what uh, uh, some of the guys calling in, what they had to say. So he, he's actually using the caller aspect to uh, oh. listen in with the show instead of popping the link. So he's so he's, uh, he's playing he's this weekend too, hanging. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's hanging out, listening uh, to to what some of the guys have to say. He was uh, playing in the game. All right, so he's here's scouting. what we're going to do for him. <laughs> we're, we're, well, now is he now he's on the eastern side or the western side. Uh, actually, uh, Nadal, let's see, uh, I'll have to pull the roster because remember, again, sometimes in Columbia there's some horse trading going on, just like there was last weekend. Well, certain coaches say, you get to have those guys, we'll take these guys. Because Columbia is kind of that line where you, well, you know, and, and just like in two-way football, 
you know, some years the first seed and four seed play up and the two and three play down and vice versa. So uh, uh, looks like he's uh, just hanging on listening. But um, we have, uh, let's see, we can go to, we got we got an 803 that just called in. Uh, I know, I believe our, our uh, uh, Solomon called in and maybe the call dropped. So hopefully Solomon will join us back in just a second. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Let's bring in this young man real quick, as, uh, as I believe that might have been who dropped off. We're trying to do a lot of uh, things here, but wait a minute. I believe we've got Miss V hanging out with us. Miss V, have you joined us here on this epic show tonight of Southern Sports Central and the High School Blitz? I'm here. I'm here listening. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a good show already. We started off with Coach Ford. He he laid the law down early and, and did what he needed to do. We're waiting on Solomon Butler, a wide receiver from Berkeley, who's heading to Western Carolina, joining us here in just a little bit. Uh, can't wait to hear him uh, kind of talk about why he's excited to be here, what he looks forward to. Now, remember, he was with us, uh, he was with us this past weekend at the Elite 88 as he was doing some, fa- some camera work with Jay Bryant, but uh, had a chance to kind of – I guess kind of get a look ahead into that crystal ball of what it's going to look like for him uh, a couple of weeks as now it's becoming this weekend. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I actually got, you know, met him for the first time um, down at Ben Lincoln during that Elite 88 game. And, um, you know, just because um, I think that was the first time we've met really. And um, I know he was just kind of soaking it up and, and kind of getting the idea, like you said, of what it's going to be like um, for the Epic 84. And all I know, if it's anything compared to the Junior Showcase game, uh, it's going to definitely be something that uh, listeners just don't want to miss. I did get to listen to him a little bit as I was um, driving home from work. Um, So he sounds excited, and, and that makes me excited and know that uh, they are definitely trying to uh, coach and put on the best show that they could possibly can uh, for these young uh, seniors that are heading off to uh, bigger and better things, we hope. And hopefully that, just like with the junior uh, game, that this will confirm interest in our guys here in South Carolina uh, not that we are obviously not doing, you know, all by ourselves, but the more people singing your praises, the the better, you know, your your prospect is. So uh, as long as we can continue to shout their praises along with the other guys out there that, that are doing the same as far as trying to get these guys recruited, uh, the, the, the kids win, and that's what it's all about all about uh, promoting these kids and that they win. No doubt about it. Miss V, I'm going to put you uh, here in the green room with us, and I'm going to bring on another, another, and I say Epic 84 wide receiver representing Berkeley. The Stags, of course, will be in-house on Saturday, and it looks a lot like this big guy, Mr. Solomon Butler, heading over to Western Carolina. What's going on, Big Solomon? How's life up at Berkeley? Great, how are you? Man, we're pretty good. We're bragging about your uh, your ability to come in and take some great camera work, by the way. I didn't realize it was you. This whole time you and I have talked so many times, who knew? 
Who knew you had that uh, yeah. that that good camera eye? Now, what did you catch everything thrown at you? You've been looking at things in uh, in a zoom manner. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's the mask, you know, that throws everything off now. <laughs> that as well. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for catching up with us tonight, man. I can't wait to hang out with you another weekend, as I got to a couple weeks ago with you and Josiah, man, doing a great job. I know he's going to miss you uh, on the uh, sideline, but he's going to enjoy watching you ball out on the field. And did you have a chance to hear J.J., as he mentioned, a couple of guys that he can't wait to play with, and you were one of those two guys. Uh, J.J. Jones from Myrtle Beach says he can't wait to, to, to size up beside you and run some routes together and just play on the field together. Oh uh, no! I actually I just joined in a little bit later after that, but yeah, of course you know I'm ready to get in there and get with JJ again. You know we played for the Outlaws together, and uh, we gonna have our quarterback back, Hayden. Uh, so just you know it's pretty much the same thing that we were pretty much used to. You know me JJ, spotlight guys, and then we got Hayden to get us the ball, which is a great great quarterback. Love playing with him too. Now, of course, uh, you're heading to Western Carolina. You're leaving the state as well, heading to North Carolina. Very, uh, you know, kind of a, a role that we see a lot of you guys taking these opportunities. What made Western Carolina be the school uh, for you, Solomon, when you were looking at all these opportunities, man? Because you've definitely done a heck of a job this year. And, by the way, congratulations making that all low country football team once again, as I see your picture there on the, the page. But, why Western Carolina? Why do you seem like that seems to be the best fit for you and your future in education? I chose Western Carolina because it's just like, you know, everybody looks for a family, but at the same time they offer more. Like, it's more like a, a mentorship with Coach Banks, which is the receiver coach there, and he just check, checked on me pretty much every single day. They showed me so much love by sending me letters in the mail and just – continue just to keep checking on me like just different from other schools just the the connection I got with them was just so much different now of course you guys had a you guys had a great season over there unfortunately I saw your quarterback you know take another hard hit as he had one last year but you know you look at Trey Miner one of the great quarterbacks again shows that he's got that heart that ability and the agility all the things that, that led you guys to having I thought a really good season as you guys went into the playoffs what what are you going to miss, man, before we start talking about this big game coming up this weekend? What are some of the memories, the moments, and things you're going to miss? Is Not only are you leaving, you, you saw your head coach step down to become a, a family man on a full-time note. Yeah, just, I think, honestly, no matter college football, NFL, any level, I don't think anything is like high school football, you know, because you get that chance of going to – which, I mean, we, we missed out on this year, but you get that chance of going to school – and you've seen all your peers, and they all know who's on the football team and who also makes big-time plays. So it's just that that love that you get when you're at school and then you're ready to go into the Friday, Friday Night Lights and then playing at a, such a, like, you know, um, hometown like Berkeley is, which is in Mount's Corner, is just like everybody shows up to the game that lives in that town. So it's just like <laughs> just Friday nights at Berkeley is just unbelievable, you know. It's people from that played at Berkeley from about twenty, thirty years ago that still comes to the game and they still check up on every every athlete there and <laughs> making sure that you got what you need. Yeah, and you guys have that. You y'all have that energy. You have that history. And I always say there's about four or five elite programs in the great state of South Carolina, and I'm not going to name them because they don't come in any numbers. But but Berkeley, the Stags over in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, is like. 
You think of Music Man Barbecue. You think of the Burger Tags. You think of certain places over there where you guys are located. And, and again, that traditional helmet. You talk about Notre Dame's got that traditional helmet. You think about Michigan, Penn State, but in high school here in our state, it's Berkeley. Man, that helmet has been the same helmet forever. I mean, we're talking Coach Moody and beyond. Yes, sir. What, 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 what is a memory for you when you look back at it? What's something that you're going to remember at your days at Berkeley? What was that one thing, man, that, that will always stick out to you is when you close your eyes and you think of those Friday night lights, what is something that, that kind of hits you right in the heart? Uh, I mean, people usually uh, – my memory is kind of – I guess you would say it's negative. Uh, I remember my freshman year. Uh, when I finally I put up the varsity, I played two games on JV, and I got moved up the varsity after uh, my performance on JV. So I'm a freshman starting on varsity. Uh, I'm probably like 140, and, you know, we played Hartsville in the lower state championship that year. And I just remember I just lost every single battle that game. That's all I can remember. That's the one thing that sticks in my mind. So – that off season coming into my sophomore year, I really hit everything hard. I hit the weight room harder. <laughs> I just seen all the potential that I had, and I wasn't really, you know, putting forth as much effort as I should. So after that game, I was just like, the senior is gone. It's me. I got two more years going to my sophomore year. I was like, let me make the best of it. Well, I tell you what, man, it's that one moment. I think we all as athletes, and even me many moons ago, man, it was that one thing that caused that light switch. That's what we call the light switch to kind of go off, Solomon. And guess what? It went off in a big fashion because you continued to go off in a big fashion. And many teams, you know, every whether I was at Somerville for the 14 years uh, over there with uh, Coach Call and, and Coach McKissick and now covering Friday nights with the Fort, you know, your name has always become a household name, brother. And that's something – and amongst all the great names that have come out of that town at amongst corner South Carolina, man, your name is a household name, and you've done what you needed to do, not just on the field, brother, in the classroom, in your community. Man, you are what we like to say the, the ideal athlete that we hope all of our athletes are going to be once they get to that graduation here, as you will be doing that in a couple of months. Or are you going to graduate early? Yeah. You guys, are you going to be leaving early? No, I'm going to stay. You stay? Um, we're good. We're good. So, so tell me before we get you out of here, man. Let's talk about this big game, man. You're checking in, and you ain't got too far to go to this hotel, by the way. We'll look at you coming from 17A, and you'll head in across the interstate, and you'll hang out over here with us uh, in Somerville. What are you looking for, man? Have you set three goals, or if I could ask you three goals that you look to achieve out of this game, even though you're signed, sealed, and almost delivered to uh, to Western Carolina, man? What are three goals that you look forward to? Uh, accomplishing this weekend? Uh, nah, I'll, all I'm looking for is just uh, building connections with the guys, you know, uh, just learning new things from the coaches, you know, different coaches. You always can learn something new and just going out there to compete, really, and be the most dominant guy on the field. Is there anybody, have you heard of anybody that defensive back on that upstate team? And we all know we got business to take care of if you're on the east. And, of course, the guys in the upstate – they want to keep what they got in that junior bowl that was played a couple of weeks ago, and that's the W. But have you seen anybody, or do you know who's on that team from the western side that you're going to go against? Mm, I actually don't. I haven't really, like, kept up with any of those guys, really. I mean. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. 
So the big goal, the big goal is, and I'm going to tell you, I, I wish nothing but luck for everybody. But being that we're down on this side of the uh, the I twenty the 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 Columbia side here, so Southern Sports Central, if there was a division, it would be the high school blitz in the upstate, Southern Sports Central in the lower state. You know, uh, I, I told the guys on, on the uh, the 88 crew, man, they got to do what they got to do. So I'm going to tell you the same to you, and JJ just said it as well. You got to bring home that dub for the lower state. Definitely. Definitely. We always right. play to win. <laughs> well, man, I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. We're going to get media day on Friday night. I expect you to be in media night with us on Friday night. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'm going to try to get you on the mic a little bit on Friday, or excuse me, on Thursday when you guys are checking in a little bit. But uh, I cannot wait, man, I, to, to have an opportunity to hang out with you this weekend. And, uh, again, I just want to thank you in advance, man, for all that you've given to the state, what you've given to the low country, you know, having a chance to, to cover you on, on many different levels for the last three years, four years, man, it's been a blast because again, you know, whether it was Somerville playing you guys, it was Fort playing you guys. I've, I've at least got to see you ball out at least once, sometimes twice, right? I mean, I know you guys played Somerville a couple of times, once in the playoffs and once during the regular season, man. So thank you for doing it the right way and, and leaving your mark the way it should have been left, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, you know, Always a pleasure. I'll see you Thursday, my friend. Stay safe until then. Yes, sir. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Eugene, I bring you back in. And, again, I'm going to tell you something. Humble is what comes to mind when you see um, Solomon Butler. This kid is, uh, you know, he's a big kid. Don't get it twisted. He's a big kid, and he's very good at what he does. But manners, humble, uh, first class, uh, character, all those things are all putting together when I talk about this young man who I've had a chance to, to cover him. Like I said, with Somerville, you know, they play him every year. And that's the oldest robbery. Okay. That's one of the oldest robberies in the state of South Carolina is Somerville and Berkeley. Right. I mean, you know, there's a, 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 you don't go into Berkeley that week and they don't come into Somerville that week. And I'm going to tell you what, I went to Moe's, which the Moe's it's not in the middle, but it's right close to the interstate. And it was almost like watching, uh, a stare down contest. I went in with the Somerville stuff at the time I was over with Somerville and there were some Berkeley coaches in there and we all locked eyes. Like we were about to go anchor man up in there, dude. And it was like watching grown men. And, and I think that's the fun part about this whole thing of rivalry, right? I mean, you, you, you talk about the, the, the entire, you know, these kids don't forget and neither do their dads and granddads and aunts and uncles and the mailman and, and little Billy down the road. You know, this is that rival week, but here in this week, Eugene, we put all that kind of stuff away because now what do you got? Now you got these guys are going to play together. They're, you know, you're going to see, of course, um, you know, Solomon's going to be, be playing with guys from Ford. He's going to be playing with guys from Goose Creek. He'll play with guys from Somerville. He'll have a guy from Ashley Ridge over there. Of course, uh, you know, uh, you, you look at all these different guys that are going to be playing. And, and for me, that adds to the fun of this conversation. And we, you and I got to see it firsthand uh, just a couple weeks ago. Hmm. No doubt. Um, and, and if you remember, if you're looking back to last weekend, uh, you were up in the booth, and, and I was covering for Southern Sports Central on the sideline. Uh, and, and due to COVID thing, I kind of was uh, told I had to pick a sideline, so I was over on the east. You know, Coach Smitty uh, kind of had me under his wing over there and um, some of the players. But, you know, the east covers such a huge geographic area. It was kind of interesting because there were kids from Fort Dorchester, uh, Dutch Fork, which we all know, that's that's not a that's a rivalry. You know, they don't like each other during the regular season. 
But those boys. But you know, nobody Jones, likes yeah. Dutch Fork, by the way. Everybody is Dutch Fork's rivalry, like Alabama, by the way. But go ahead. Until I got the what receiver. Saying. Until the receiver uh, makes a move, catches a touchdown from the Myrtle Beach quarterback, and, and makes it into the end zone, and the East goes up seven to nothing with a Spencer McKinley kick from Oceanside. And then everybody's like, yeah, everybody's you know slapping everybody on the butt, and we're all good buddies. But the 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 most interesting part and dynamic was the offensive line guys, because you had an offensive lineman at tackle from Oceanside, you had the two uh, two interior guys from Fort D, and, and we all know those Fort D kids kind of you know Joey Steele was the offensive line coach, so they had to keep that edge and that little bit of attitude. Uh, one of the guys that was supposed to be center. Uh, couldn't make it uh, due to contact tracing, so they threw in uh, a guy that played backup center. He's not even starting center Oceanside. You know, and I heard the Fort D guys and the the Myrtle Beach tackle, and everybody was like, hey, you know, if I had to award a, uh, an offensive lineman award, I'd give it to the Oceanside kid who's not even a starter. I mean, but, but when they would come off the sideline, all these guys from 3A, there was a 2A, there's a 4A, and 5A guys, who, you know, August to, to, to November generally don't like each other because of competition and whatnot, you know, and they're all buying for, for college offers. But when they would come over and sit on the bench and, and, um, and Joey Steele, Coach Steele, was kind of in their ear, they all looked at each other as, you know, he, he's yelling at all of us, you know. And so we're all on the same team. We're all together. But to hear them kind of hype each other up, one got – stomped on and was bleeding on the sideline and and everybody would kind of come up to him and was like hey man you're good right you're good we need you bro we need you you know because we got to get this win so that was the kind of dynamic you see and that's what you kind of um hope for and you know jj kind of alluded to that in, in what he was saying jj jones when he was on earlier was that you know this type of game even though he's going to a power five top program in the country you know, one of the top offenses with probably, arguably, the best quarterback coming back in the nation next year, you know, because some of these other guys are, are, are joining the NFL at the end of this season and Trevor Lawrence and Fields and those guys. You know, he's like, man, I'm looking forward to playing with these dudes because, you know, I might learn something to step up my game. And, the, you know, it, it's, it's great to see these top athletes who are at the top of their game, especially on the high school level, um, just to be that humble. You know, that shows the character of those dudes. It shows a lot to do with their upbringing and who they are, who their coaching staff, you know, who kind of trained them and molded them to be these men that they are. And so that was that was pretty exciting to me, um, especially, you know, we, we had a Dylan running back, and, and those guys are, aren't, you know, the biggest dudes in the shop, but, man, they can play. And so were the feisty uh, defensive backs. And just everybody from around – you know, from from Dylan count or Dylan all the way down to Buford was just hyping these dudes up, you know, on their team because you know at the end of the day they just want to win, and, and that's what it was. So it was so much fun to see that. Yeah, I totally agree with you here. As we're of course uh, hanging out with you here on Southern Sports Central, uh, I'm Rich Yelman alongside Eugene Bent. We are of course Southern Sports Central. Half of what you're going to see on the two teams that were put together of this big time, and I mean big time event happening on Saturday in the Epic 84 between ourselves at Southern Sports Central and the great folks in the upstate of the South Carolina High School Blitz putting something together that was a conversation, if you will. It was a conversation 
uh, between Ken Brown and myself. We said, look, I've got the lower state. He said, well, I got the upstate. I said, let's bring them together in one state and let's play a ball game. We did that. Hashtag. And then here we go now with bringing in Epic 84. And with that, let's go to Marion, South Carolina, with a three-star defensive end committed to the Gamecocks of the University of South Carolina. T.J. Sanders joins us up. What's going on, Mr. T.J.? Nothing much. How you doing? We're great, man. I got you on the phone. We're hanging out on a Monday night, man. Marion is doing it. They did it. They look. What a great season, man. Right? You guys had a heck of a yeah, season. What a way to end your sure. senior year, right? I mean, you know, I, I get it. And, again, I get it. I understand the other side of it. But, man, look at what you guys did this year and leaving your mark and handling business and the big, bright lights of Marion. I'm originally from Myrtle Beach. My mom was born in Marion, brother, so I know a little bit about Marion and Mullins, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about your season, TJ, before we talk about your commitment to the Gamecocks. We talk about this big-time game coming up this week. Man, uh, give me some moments and memories of, uh, of Marion, man. What makes this place so special that – a lot of people that are from Marion or live in Marion know about, but those outside of Marion need to hear about. Uh, well, man, we're a small town up in the PD area, so it's like we don't really get a, a much exposure down here. So, And then this season, man, this season just meant everything to us, the community, uh, just everybody down here, or even the cities around here, Florence, Dillon, I mean, it was just big. Like, Marion, we haven't we haven't been to the state championship game since in 30 years. So, it's like for mm. us to come in, my my senior year, me and my guys, for us to lead those younger guys to the state championship, it was just amazing. Hanging out right now with the big man, T.J. Sanders. He's heading to the Gamecocks, but before the Gamecocks get him, of course, we're going to get him over there as he is a part of the Epic 84, the Senior Bowl, taking place on Saturday, 1 o'clock, Woodland High School, will be the destination. He represents that big-time, I mean big-time defensive end. How big a fella are you, man? I was looking for some stats on you. How tall, how much you weigh, and what's your bench? Uh, I'm 6'5", around like 290, 295, that COVID weight. And I bench <laughs> about – I'm at 300 right now, benching. Hey, nothing wrong with that big man. I like it, man. So, you, you got this invite. Uh, let's talk about this big invite, man. Uh, when you got it, man, and, of course, your season got, you know, uh, pushed back a little bit. You mentioned the C word. We don't use that kind of dirty language on here, but we'll let you do it. <laughs> that being said, you know, I get it ain't Sunday, bro, but we don't do it on Monday. Now, that being said, you guys were the only game in town the other week. That was pretty cool. I don't care what anybody says. That was neat to have the final game over there, last, what, like about a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that on Friday night. But, you know, when you got yeah. this invitation and this opportunity to be a part of this game, man, what went, went through your mind as uh, you knew you'd get one more chance to play in some high school cleats around uh, some of the, the best selected kids around the state in your senior class? Well, after the, uh, after the game, uh, two Fridays ago, I believe, I was like, man, this football in high school, high school football really over. Hmm. But then once I got the invite, I just got like all excited again. It was like it was like we were playing the first game of the season again. Like I've been waiting on football season, not knowing if we was gonna have a season. It was just crazy this summer. And then hmm. like, once I got the invite, I just got I just got excited all over again. I appreciate high school blitz for the invite. 
Well, we're excited to have you a part of what we're going to put together here coming up uh, in about less than, what, five days away is you'll be uh, a part of many things. Now, we're going to do a media night over at the hotel on Friday. I'm actually going to do a live show with Miss V. We're going to mic her and myself up on, on Thursday. Usually she does a show on Thursday, but we're going to be catching you guys as you're walking through the lobby. We'll just talk a little shop with you. But uh, we're looking forward to a lot of big things. What are three things uh, have you had a chance? Because I know you've had a lot going on with being in the state championship game and and representing the lower state in that as well. But what are three things you hope to accomplish out of this game before you head to the University of South Carolina and play more football at the next level? Uh, Three things. um, uh, Number one, I'll probably get my name out there a little bit more. To me, I'm still, like, fresh on the football scene. Uh, number two, just go out there and meet some, meet, meet some of the guys I've been hearing things about, uh, my teammates, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we can come put up, put on the show Saturday. And number three, just go out there and have fun. Now, he says he's new to the scene. Ladies and gentlemen, he's 6'5", 290, okay? He benches 300 pounds. I don't know who hasn't seen him, but I promise you everybody in Marion seen him, and I'm sure Mullins, Florence, West Florence, South Florence probably knows who he is, along with uh, my friends and foes on the Grand Strand as he represents the PD part of the conversation over there, Marion, South Carolina. Now, you're going to be a Gamecock. You got a new coach, Shane Beamer. Man, I love that guy, by the way. I'm excited for this opportunity for you to play for Shane, who was there uh, before, man. Uh, how excited are you to stay home, to play for the, the school that, of course, is the University of South Carolina, the Gamecocks, uh, this time next year? Oh, well, Coach Beamer, he's an amazing guy. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think Coach Beamer is going to own t- – t- Put this program in the right direction where we were a couple like a couple of years ago. Um, but I mean, just just to get a chance to play for my home, my home, my home state. Uh, them, you know, what I'm saying, taking a chance on me. It was my first year out on the field, and it was my first scholarship. So I mean, it felt only right just to commit to them. You know, what I'm saying, show them what they up, uh, show show them why they offered me basically, so I can come in and make a, a big impact. Now you keep saying this, and I'm going to throw a, I'm going to throw this out and see see what you say. You keep saying you know, it's out. How many years have you been out here playing football on Friday nights? How many years have you played varsity? How, how long have you been out here doing this thing we call football? Uh, my junior year is my first year. Look at there. So there's a story there, ladies and gentlemen. For those who don't know, now you know. See what God can do when you do it the right way. This is a young man. That as a sophomore was walking in a hallway in Marion, I would have guessed, right? Marion, South Carolina is a sophomore. Were you at Marion? Yes, sir. Now, I'm, I'm guessing that, that – that and I do this in high schools when I walk high schools, when I'm around, because I cover Friday nights uh, now for Fort Dorchester. I was at Somerville for years, man, and I would walk the hallways, and I would find some of the biggest dudes that never played football. And I would say, ask me, answer me mm-hmm. a question, why don't you play football? Did you have that conversation, and who did – who was that guy or girl? Could have been one of your teachers. Who, who was that one that ended up putting you on a football field your junior year? Well, when I, so when I got to high school, I was already kind of like a big kid in ninth grade. So they had we had some old coaches. They they uh they're not there anymore. They, like they wasn't there my first year, but they was always telling me uh I need to come out there on the football field. And I used to always tell coach, I used to be like, coach, that football ain't for me. So <laughs> so my uh my junior year. We had got new coaches because our program wasn't, like, going in the right direction. So, once we got the new coaches, uh, one of my homeboys he, on the football team, he was like, uh, he was like, man, you can come out there, man. You can help us, man. And, like, I, was, I wasn't really paying no attention. 
But then, like, during that summer, I was like, man, I might as well go out there and play football my junior year. So so he convinced me to come out there. We had a new coaching staff, and they were just telling me, they was like, man. Like, one of our coaches, Coach Leo, Coach Leo was like, uh, I don't know you and you don't know me. You don't know me, but I promise you, if you stick with this football, them coaches will be calling you in the spring. And sure enough, that's what happened. <laughs> As he comes in here at six five two nine Division three hundred, he's a commit to the Gamecocks. Power five SEC football. Man, I tell you what, they hit a lottery. You just played football, and, and I don't say you hit the lottery. I think you just went out and and just kind of did the game. I got nothing else going on on Friday night. Might as well go ahead and tackle some dudes and put some shoulder pads and some rib cages and <laughs> do some big things, man. Do you realize how big your story is, man? And I hope, I hope uh, my, my buddy down there, Brandon, that uh, down there at Myrtle Beach that does the TV, I hope he's done a story on you. If he hasn't yet, I'm going to have Brandon reach out to you, man, because I think, uh, you know, you think of like the blind side, you think of all these different movies that Disney makes stories out of, man. But, uh, man, that, that is a great story, dude. I mean, I don't know if you realize how big your story is for kids who – who don't believe that, that, that there's a shot. And all you have to do is put in a little bit of work. And I know you put in a lot of work, big guy, but, man, look at you. Yes, Junior sir. comes in, never played the game. It, it, it's like the Michael Jordan story for football, but you, you, you didn't wait to your senior year. But I kept hearing you drop those nuggets for me, and I just had to throw a line out there and see if you bite on it. And, man, Eugene, I know you got something for this big guy, man. What a great story. Yeah, and, and big man know that Rich and I both have degrees on the wall from University of South Carolina. Um, you know, what's it like to? What does it mean to you and to your family uh, to have that D one offer, to have that full scholarship, knowing that college is paid for, man? You'll get that degree for free. You don't have to worry about anything but going out, performing in the classroom, performing on the field. What's it like to you? What does that mean to you to know that? You know, what you've done the past couple of years in preparing yourself means that you have now uh, have an opportunity for your future all set up, all paid for, uh, and basically, you know, you're walking into an opportunity, you know, this big. Well, like I – well, like me and, my, me and my mom talk about it almost every day. It's just crazy to even think about. I mean, I, I just – I feel like I'm just blessed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it just don't happen to just anybody. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I'm just yeah, like I said, just a blessed child. Mm. It's just big. When you got that call, and and like you said, you're you're discussing it with your mom. You said you y'all talk about it about it every day. When you got that call and said, "Hey, I got that full scholarship offer," you know, what's it like at your house? What, what was it like when that call came through? Uh, well, matter of fact, uh. Uh, I just got I got the uh, USC offer in person. Wow, that's, that's I had went that's big I, time. I, I, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so Coach, you get that Coach offer. Hughes, you, you get that offer. You know that everything's taken care of on, on, on the university end, and you know you go out and you pick a major. You you pick something you want to study, and, and you go and play football. And to just be able to say, Mom, you know, college is covered. I got you. We don't have to worry about this. What's that feeling like? This is one of the best feelings in the world, I'll tell you that. No doubt. Well, I'll tell you, we've been following you guys for uh, for, for months, especially with your program and, and you know, at, at the lead-up to the state title game. Rich and I were following along. You know, it was a big ask. 
you know, trying to knock off that Abbeville team. But uh, what was that state championship game like to you guys? Uh, well, I mean, obviously we didn't get a result we wanted. I feel like I feel like we could have did a bunch of things differently during that game that could have had a different. So we could have had a different outcome. But I mean, I feel like every, I feel like everyone played hard. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really see anyone giving up out there. So I mean, hopefully, hopefully our younger guys can continue that continue our senior starters. Well, I'll tell you, on behalf of Southern Sports Central, you know, we're excited with the uh, the new staff. I, I know a lot of the, the guys have remained on uh, from the former staff with Coach Beamer coming on. There's some new excitement, like you mentioned, new energy. He wants to bring back that team from 2008 to 2011 when he was on staff here at South Carolina. But uh, we'll definitely be watching you guys, man, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some press passes and, and be on the sideline when you guys uh, kick the ball off and, you know, you're doing your thing at Columbia, so we're definitely going to keep track of you, big man. All right, appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, TJ, man, we appreciate all your time here for the 15 that we got you, man. I can't wait. I cannot wait to catch up with you on, on Thursday, man. What a great story. You know I'm going to sit down with you. We're going to do some stuff uh, because I think you're testimony, and that's what this is, young man, and God's given you a gift, and I think you know that. I think you are, are, are definitely seeing that. I hear your voice, and, again, I hear mom – uh, coming out of your, your out of your voice on a regular basis, man. I mean, I, I already know that you're a five star dude way before you hit a football field, and, and God sees a purpose and a plan, and it's going to happen. But we over at Southern Sports Central, and and of course the South Carolina High School Blitz, we're very blessed to let you be a part of this game and invite you, and you accept it. And uh, man, a, a memory that that we're looking forward to being a part with you this weekend, my friend. Yes, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, re- I'm ready for this game Saturday. I'm just ready to enjoy yeah. this whole experience with you guys. Make, hopefully we can be one to remember. Well, you got one goal. What do you think that one goal is if I had to give you a goal this weekend? What is your goal to do come Saturday? Um, come out and just win. Put them in the dominant there you go. performance. <laughs> the upstate's got enough things, man. Let's bring something back down to the lower state. And trust me, these guys will be with me on Wednesday, so they'll be letting me know what they plan to do. But, uh, man, God bless. Take care of yourself. Get hydrated. Stay hydrated. And we'll see you on Thursday afternoon over at the hotel, buddy. God bless you. Again, congratulations on heading over to my university, Eugene, and, by the way, Miss V's university, the University of South Carolina, buddy. All right. Thank you. And you too. All right, guys. we got to take a break. That's the big man. I mean big man. As he comes in at 6'5", 300 pounds, he's heading to the University of South Carolina, but not before. Oh, not before. He hangs out. With who is that? The Epic 84. We got more. Don't go anywhere right out of this. We go back to Myrtle Beach. Trey Baker, the big DB. You know him. He's hanging out with us next right out of this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Top of hour three and much more of the Epic 84 right after this. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric 
Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons, I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men, and it's just beautiful. Night has been here on the Southern Sports Central edition of Monday Night Football. I'm Rich Yaldman. Of course, uh, Eugene been hanging out here with you tonight. It's been a great, solid two hours of sports radio. If you've missed it, don't worry. You can go back and listen to it because it's we're live when we're on and it's pre-recorded or being recorded uh, during the show. So you can always go back and check out some of these five-star athletes. We even had a coach come in here. He represents the East, which is the lower state of this epic. 84. Coach Ford joined us at 7. At 6.30, it was Reginald Walker Jr. Here's how it went. It's 7.15. J.J. Jones committed to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Solomon Butler, he's committed to Western Carolina. And we just heard from T.J. Sanders, committed to the Gamecocks of the University of South Carolina. No, we got more. Well, we had more. I think we just might have lost the young man as he dropped off. I thought we were going to bring him in in style. Of course, uh, Trey Baker going to be joining us here just a little bit, Eugene. But, uh, man, what a great, great group of young men. As hopefully we get them in here pretty quick because I know we've got, you know, Najon Barber coming in here from Ridgeview. We've got Hayden Vasquez as well as uh, Justice Boone coming in to get at 830. Man, it's been a great show. And it's, uh, of course, uh, another hour or at least uh, 55 minutes left. Yeah, it's a, it's a talented group. You know, these uh, 2021s. Representing the East, you know, that's what we're featuring tonight. And, uh, wow, you know, when you look at that, we got the quarterback lined up. We got re- we had two elite receivers. Both have already signed. Both moving on. Both uh, taking their talents in, in, to the next level. We had defensive linemen joining us. We have, uh, you know, wow, I, I can't wait to get Najon Barber in here because, man, that picture, you know, we, we, we shared that picture out. was like, you know, hmm. just looking at that picture is scary. You know, and but uh, to, to to talk of that, you know, previously to to the young man going to the University of South Carolina, he's pumped. He's got a new coach coming in, uh, you know, and and again, you know, he's looking at hey, you know, we're going to get back to winning. We're going to get back to to what South Carolina football is or was back when you know the heyday. Some people consider it the heyday that four year stretch of you know some big time wins over some big time programs, going to the uh, SEC championship. You know, winning a bunch of games, defeating Michigan, defeating Wisconsin, winning big bowl games. Uh, it's pretty exciting, man. We got we got a lot of talent in this state, you know. Uh, yep. You know, as much as you get fired up and upset about, you know, being considered a flyover state, I think the Junior Bowl uh, last week turned some heads. And now we have the Senior Bowl coming up, you know, with a lot of kids who are, who are going. Some of them, unfortunately, you know, for, for coaches in this state, they're going out of state. You know, and I think that's the message we're getting out is, you know, we got talent. Don't fly over, fly into South Carolina and talk to these young men. Come meet them, meet their coaches, meet the program, see see the young bucks coming up after them because, you know what, uh, the guys 
that are coming up and the guys across the line of scrimmage, you know what? They have to play with these elite athletes. They have to play against them in practice. And so those guys are going to be battle-tested as well. No doubt, no doubt. Let's do this. And you know it means we got another guest ready to join us back to the beach. Coming at you in style, we go to the defensive side of things with the class of 21 from the Seahawks is uh, Mr. Trey Baker. Joins us all the way from the Grand Strand. What's going on, Big Trey? How's life up there? We just hung out, by the way, at the top of hour number two with uh, your wide receiver that you've been covering in practice week after week, man. Looks like you got some more work to do against this kid, huh? Yeah, man, but I feel like it's going to be a good matchup. I know I can't wait for this weekend. It's about to be a lot of great competition. So I'm excited. Now, see, so for me, and again, uh, this is our, I believe, maybe if not our first, uh, we, 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 of course, look forward to having you in here a lot more after this one. I'm going to talk to you more on Thursday and definitely get you on our media day on Friday over there at the hotel. But me being a kid that grew up in Myrtle Beach, right, I grew up on Surfside. So, you know, I take a lot of pride in, in watching what you do and, and, and by the way, your defensive coordinator is uh, is uh, Coach Owens, right? Yes, sir. Now, Coach Owens and I have known each other since we were kids, man. He and I grew up together since we were four, three, two, one, forever, man. I mean, him and his brother and I actually are, are are really close, man. So I've known Coach Owens a long time, dude. And trust and believe me, I, I knew he was built to be a defensive coordinator because he used to boss his brother and me around all the way back when we were. Uh, playing football in the backyard. So, uh, tell me about Coach Owens, man. I haven't had one of his defensive oh, yeah, guys man. in here yet. Oh, uh, yeah, extremely grateful for Coach Owens. I wouldn't be here without him today. He's a very good tactical coach. You know what we're talking about? It's at all aspects of the game, even to the secondary. We just take in what he says, and we just make sure we implement it in our game. But, yeah, he's all, all around, though. He's a great coach, very tactical, very strategic. Like, he, he uses his strategies to, to a T. Yeah, he does a great job with it, man. He's he's basically family to me. And, of course, there's another guy that drives your bus, Coach uh, Coach Walsh, man. You're going to miss that guy when you graduate? Actually, I didn't get to really play too much with Coach Walsh. I now, when you come down – Getting to it with Coach Walsh. Say that one more time. Now, when, when you look at it with, with everybody else across the board, and you start to kind of look in here, of course, uh, Coach Mickey and everybody like that, that that's put together this dynasty, man. And, again, it, it started years ago with we can name some quarterbacks, some running backs, and, and a lot of guys that have really built this thing. But you guys in this class of 21, man, you, you guys did a great job, I thought, putting everything together uh, as far as, you know, maintaining and yet continuing that drive of, of putting the standard it seems like Myrtle Beach, it starts at Myrtle Beach High School, and then everybody else kind of falls in line uh, here in the last at least few years. It's now North Myrtle Beach, yeah, and you guys seem to be battling out. Right, yes, sir. We feel like we always got to set a standard. It's always a battle with teams like Hartsville, North Myrtle Beach, Wilson. So it just drives us to play better because we know that they're, they're always going to be a good team each every year, no matter what. So we know we got to come out of night a game always. Now, of course, back in my day, back in 1997, uh, many moons ago when there was a lot more dirt roads, I'm sure, up on the Grand Strand, <laughs> uh, Myrtle Beach and Sockestee, Myrtle Beach and Conway, Sockestee and Conway, it was kind of that triangle uh, effect there. How, how big a game is it when you all know Sockestee is on the schedule or, or you see Myrtle Beach on – excuse me, Conway's on you all schedule as well? I mean, we don't we – don't, as far as our schedule goes, we take no team lightly. Every game – 
we come out with the same mentality as Murder Beach versus Murder Beach. The only, t- only team that can beat us is us. And our, our coaches preach that. Our coach, Streeter, our, st- our receiver coach, he preaches that before every game. So we make sure we just live by that. Now, your numbers basically tell the story, man. You're basically, without a doubt, you're kind of a no-fly zone kind of guy. You take care of your business back there in the backfield as a defensive back. You've committed, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're heading to Limestone once uh, this is all yes, said sir. and done and, and you play your final season. Before we talk about the big game coming up this weekend, man, what is it about Limestone, man, that, 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 that decided that would be the best place, not only for your, for your athletic abilities, Trey, but your academics as well, man. What, what, what about Limestone made that the new home for you coming up in your next chapter? The reason I feel like I made I wanted Limestone to be my home for the next four years because I'm a, I'm about to come in into a rebuilding process with a lot of young coaches. Our, the oldest our head coach is 35, and Brian Turk. So that's crazy, but he definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, he he pulled the trigger on me early, like during the summer early, and stayed with me through. Thick and thin when times got tough. Um, they showed me how they showed me just like how uh, how much of a family that they were. It made me feel welcome. It made my mom feel safe and secure to know that I'm not coming up there to be thrown under the bus. Pretty much like I I wasn't recruited. Pretty much to sit on the bench is what they were just telling me. So I'm just grateful for them. No doubt about it. Trey Baker joining us here. He's part of, by the way, the lower state of this epic 84 game. It's going to be happening at Woodland High School on Saturday, 1 o'clock. It will be uh, 84 of our closest amazing players of the state of South Carolina squaring off. Now, as you're going to see on Friday, both your practices, you saw it at Myrtle Beach, where sometimes the guys that you went up against at practice were better than some of the talent that you may see coming up uh, during the season. That's going to be kind of the conversation this week, but then you're going to play some extremely great talent coming up on Saturday. Is there anybody on the other side that you can't wait to size up against as a receiver? Have you seen anybody or you guys had any conversations? Uh, what, what's your thoughts about this weekend? Actually, it's too bad me and JJ can't be on the opposite side of the ball because we talk crazy smack to each other. But that's my guy in the day. Uh, Amari Huggins, I wish he was on the other side of the ball. Them are two great receivers, probably the best receivers I've ever seen in, in our class. Yeah, you guys are definitely going to be going against some uh, some some guys uh, on your side and against your side, man. Give me three goals before I get you out of here, Trey. Uh, what are three things that you look forward to and, and hope to accomplish this weekend as you guys come onto the property at the hotel on Thursday, and then you'll roll back to the Grand Strand Saturday after the ball game? Pretty much just put the world on shock. Oh, turn some heads. Let everybody know that Trey Baker is the best DB in South Carolina, period. And I feel like I should stand by that. That's just my swagger as a DB. I'm going to forever stand by that. He's all about that balling at the beach. Yeah. Definitely got to come out with a win. Got to represent South Carolina Beach. I do like it, my friend. And, again, congratulations, Trey, on on all that you've given to high school sports, man, in this chapter that God blessed you with an opportunity to do the things that you did on Friday nights. And, again, you, you will hear this echo, and, and trust and believe me, 20 years from now, you'll go back to your high school reunion, and you'll meet up with a lot of these guys, be it J.J., be it, you know, a lot of guys. And you've had, of course, a lot of great guys to play with over at Myrtle Beach. And you guys will look back, and you have accomplished right. so many things. You're going to get yourself a college education. You're going to be whatever you decide to be, and you're going to be great at it. But you'll always look back 
and say, man, you know what? It never fulfilled me the way Friday Night Lights did, man. There's just something special about the lights on a Friday right. night, man. Right. It just means different, right? But they can beat it, right. Well, we'll cut the lights but on man, for you, even though it's a 1 o'clock it. kickoff. I can tell you that. Yeah, I know. Well, God yeah, bless you. Enjoy the week. Can't we can't wait to see you on Thursday. We'll do some more media stuff. We'll shake some hands or fist bump or elbow or shoe or whatever, but we'll <laughs> make sure that we, we say hello come Thursday, man. Welcome to the team. I can't wait to see you, buddy. Right. Thank you so much. I'm great. great. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. Trey Baker coming all the way from Myrtle Beach. He's going to hang out with us with the Epic 84. Then he's heading to Limestone to do some big things, and we can't wait to watch him light it up at the next level. And I believe, Eugene, we've got another young man coming in here. He's been waiting for just a minute now, and uh, I believe we're heading to Columbia where we're going to check in with Nate John Barber from Ridgeview High School. What's going on, Mr. Barber? Yes, sir. What's going on with you, man? What's going on with you? Not bad. Hung out with your family last weekend. I talked to the bar. That's all right, man. Look, you're doing big things. You forgot about his little guys over here in Charleston, South Carolina, but that's all right. I'm bringing you to me. That's why this works. I'm going to bring you to me. (laughs) Man, I tell you, your boy did good, by the way. Your boy did good a couple weeks ago. You'd have been proud of him. I see the film. My boy turned up on y'all. I see that. He did. He looks like he's small compared to me. He didn't look as big as he normally did, but that standing beside me, it's it, it's hard to do, right? You guys get it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he done got bigger, though. We, we about to get back he in max speed. He has to get bigger. <laughs> we about to get back in max speed, so we got to tone, tone down. I ain't going to lie. Everybody <laughs> got to get toned back down. So so tell us a little bit, man. So first of all, man, you and me, this is this is fun for me to have you in here with me tonight because – you yes, and I sir. met each other for the first time at one of these mega camps that we did, and, you know, it was a lot of fun. Yes, I believe sir. we were in Charlotte, right? We were in Charlotte and, and had a chance to, yes, to, to talk on the radio, took some photos, did some big things, man. And, and look at God. Once he got us to cross paths, he said, man, I'm going to let you guys ride together all the way into his final Real. chapter. That would be this weekend. That, though, Coach, cause that picture really brought me a long way. And I ain't even realizing, like, just just being able to take a picture with you and be able to just top it up with you and let everybody know that we was communicating, it just opened a couple of doors for me that I ain't really see at, the, at first. You feel me? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that you – at that camp, too. Now, now you coming in at 6'3". Are you still 6'3"? I feel like you've gotten a little taller no. by looking at this big me, picture. How big that. are you? I'm really, I'm really like, 6'2". I don't know. Uh, I don't know when did my uh, – Cause it was originally six two, but I'm really I'm six two. Six two. How much you weigh? Yes, sir. Two fifty eight. Two fifty eight. Of course, your defensive line. You're yes, an sir. athlete, man. Let's be honest. Yes, if, I'm just. If an athlete, somebody calls you tomorrow and they say athlete all around. Yeah. Well, if they say <laughs> Najon, I need you to be an offensive guy. Would you be an offensive guy? Yes, sir. I play H back and a little tight end. You feel me? So I can play <laughs> both sides of the ball, the whole D line. And he's dead serious, guys. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen this guy do about everything in the the world. You've built so many relationships, man. One of the guys you get a chance to play with this weekend is a kid out of North Myrtle Beach. Now, you, me, him, and some of our best buddies hung out over the summertime. How excited are you to play and and, and line up with Chase and and, and scramble and and go after some of these guys in the upstate together? I'm just just blessed at the end of the day because – 
just like I said before at the camps, you never know who you're standing next to, you feel me? So it's just a blessing to be able to build a bond with a lot of players just across the state, you feel me? And that just, that being said, it's just a real big feeling, you feel me? It just feels good to know, like, yeah, I got a boy from Malden. I got a boy from Gavney, that ball, you feel me? We just in touch with each other, and it just so happened that we both doing doing our thing on the field. It's just a good feeling, you feel me? And Chase, that's my boy, too. He just got, got out of surgery today. I hope he's feeling good, but... Yeah, it's just a good feeling just to be able to ball with my brothers, you feel me? Ball with my, my boys. They're not my brothers, but they they can be my brothers, you feel me? It's just a bond. That. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing that Coach Parks has done a good job over there is is building a bunch of dogs, as he would say, because back in his time, that's what they were called at yes, Coastal. And, and why Coach, uh, you know, Coach Perry Parks is a, a great golfer. He's an even better head football coach and a great mentor <laughs> and a good father figure. And, uh, you know, I like poking fun at Coach Parks, man, because he's, he's all about that golf Real. game. I'm hoping he's coming to Charleston this weekend, and I'm sure he'll, he'll find a, a, the football field, but I'm, I'm thinking we'll find him somewhere on the links between uh, before and after. Yes, sir. But what's it like, man? What was it like playing for him, man? Because he seems amazing. He was a part of a very electric atmosphere <clears throat> at a place out of Cedar Grove where he coached at in Atlanta. He then, of course, has been other places, but – he seems like he, he is, without a doubt, the most passionate, gets down and finds forward, whatever you makes you me? kick and pulls you out, right? So much love on and off the field, you feel me? It's just like Coach Coach Parks is just a straight dog himself. So it's just like if you got that dog mentality, anybody that's under you should have that dog mentality, you feel me? There's no reason why I'm a dog and the people that's under me that represent me, represent my name, not dogs, you feel me? That's just how it's supposed to go. And it's just like – Coach Park's going to push you to the limit. He's going to push you to your very limit. He's going to have you questioning, like, is this really what I want to do? Because in reality, if this ain't what you really want to do, then you ain't going to make it. And he's going to make that a reality quick for you. You feel me? So it's just like he's going to implant that dog mentality into you every day you step on his field because it's just like that's all it's about. you got to be a dog to be on top of this because it's a physical game. You feel me? Now, of course, we're hanging out with the big man right now, Najon Barber. He will come in at 6'2". 6'2". He's a big defensive yes, lineman over there at a class of 21. Now, let's talk some future, man. Uh, what are you looking at? Yes, sir. What are you thinking about? Uh, where are we hoping to find you this time next year on a college campus? Where Where are you kind of hoping to land? Or have you chosen anywhere for the future yet? Uh, no, sir. I, uh, I currently got two offers right now, two HBCU offers, you feel me? But how it's looking, your boy's going to be on somebody's HBCU campus. But it's all it's all in the process, you feel me? I got to talk to me. Let me ask you. Now you good. You're good. What? I, I, <laughs> you know me, man. You and I have talked about it, and I hope Bethune Cookman is one of those places that's looking at you because you would be a good fit yes, in any campus. But I like a, I like that Bethune Cookman. I like the HBCU life because I'm going to tell you yes, something. Sir. The guy that went and played sports in, in of course, uh, in, in a Power Five or or the University of South Carolina setting, and now I've spent some time on campuses over in HBCUs, be it Bethune-Cookman, yes, South Carolina State, the schools up in North Carolina, even Savannah, right? These are universities, these yes, are sir. colleges that love you forever, man. It's got that small-town feeling, even as a big-time college, that, that loves you way yes, past sir. the education. Well, what about that do yes, you sir. look forward to as Bart being a part of that in your future? I just look forward to being recognized as me, you feel me? Wherever I'm, I just want to be recognized as me, not just a football player. You feel me? Like I just want my my coaching staff to just 
want the best for me and want me to have the best future academically and athletically. So it's just like I just want to be felt as if I'm already home and I'm still home and I ain't moved away from home. You feel me? This is my second home. I didn't leave home. I'm still home at the end of the day, and that's just the feeling I want when I'm on somebody's campus. Now, you're going to play some football while you're on campus, but what education? Let's talk about education with you real quick, brother. What are you looking to get out of this college when it comes down to that education? Uh, I'm still really – I might change my major, but as of right now, I might major in business marketing, you feel me? Business marketing. I'm thinking about business marketing as a major, and I'm still looking at a minor. But I'm just just, – just trying to uh, evaluate my options at the same time and just take my time with that because I don't want to rush my major and then say something for me that's not really for me that I didn't realize it wasn't for me too late, you feel me? So I gotta, I'm got i going to take my time with that. Well, I can't wait to hear that choice. I can't wait to catch up with you, big man. Get that fist bump, have that conversation. Uh, you know, I know for your real. boy's going to be down here on Saturday. I know, it, and he may even pop up before no then. Doubt. It wouldn't surprise me to see Tones hanging out with you, man. You guys are like the twins up there in uh, in Ridgeview, man. And you guys – now, you yes, guys – you're not the you're, – hey, look, you're, you're not the only cat from Ridgeview coming to ball out this weekend. You got another guy that's going to be joining you, right? My BTB, Jordan, my boy. How yeah, excited is that conversation, man? So, sir? How exciting is that to have a guy that's on your team – that you get to have a teammate one more time before you guys graduate to play one more time in in the high school setting. It's just a it's just a great feeling. It's just like it's not surprising to me at the same time though because I know the work that we put in. So it's just like it's a good feeling at the end of the day because I know this is my last chance to ball with my brother. I hope that we get the chance at the next level. You feel me? Because I want BTB to stay together. But yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's just a lot of uh, emotion behind behind everything because it's just like the work that we put in and the bond that we built is just like Ridgeview Ridgeview just got that bond like no other so it's just like it's a great feeling knowing that my brother right there with me and we're playing on the same team so it's like I wanted it to be different I wanted to go against them but yeah since we're together we're just going to rock out one more time (laughs) well I can't wait to be a part of it my friend (laughs) you already know I'm coming but you know it's funny, man. You're the second, maybe third guy I've talked to that says I wish he was on the other side talking about his teammate, man. But either way, it's going to be a great time. Can't wait to catch up with you on Thursday. Yes, we'll do this again. Uh, I'll get you on the mic over the weekend a good bit. So just be ready for me to run up to you and have some conversation. But enjoy this opportunity. No doubt. If I no can give you guys any advice, we're going to play football on Saturday. I just want you guys to create these memories before we get to the football field at yes, one o'clock. Sir. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. God bless you. Take care. Right. Big Nate John. We'll see you this weekend, my friend. I love. See you soon. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The big man. How about it, Eugene? I love having these kids come in here. These young men who, again, Nate John is the guy that I had a chance to meet, you know, uh, and you had a chance to meet as well in, in Charlotte as we were at that Carolina Experience camp there. And, uh, man, it was it was a blast. It was, without a doubt, a blast. And, and of course, we start to look at things, and I believe, we're going to head over to the 210, and it may be Mr. Hayden Vasquez joining us now from Sumter. Hayden, is that you, buddy? Yes, sir. Hayden Vasquez, the big QB, one of the big QBs. As uh, There'll be a couple of you guys back there throwing that thing around and read option and running and gunning and doing your thing. I know there's some some uh, some guys that are looking forward to playing with you, some outlaws, as they say, uh, that you guys played some days together with, man. Um First of all, congratulations on a great senior year, great 
job as a high school athlete. You left a great legacy. I'm a lefty. You're a lefty, man. We're doing great things with that lefty swag, man. But uh, I appreciate all that you gave to the game while you were a high school athlete, my friend. Yes, sir. I appreciate all the support. Hey, man, it's been a blessing, man. So you as well, as I just had on here, uh, Mr. Najon Barber, who I'm sure you remember him at a few camps, and you guys may even be connected on social media. He's got one of his teammates that are going to be with him, and, well, quite frankly, so do you. You've actually got a couple of your roommates – a couple of your – I say roommates, it may be, but you got a couple of your teammates that are going to join you this weekend, huh? Yes, sir. Now, how, how, big of, uh, how big is it for you, man, to play in this, to get one more time, uh, you know, Hayden, when you, when you look at the opportunity to play and, and to throw that rock around to – to guys like J.J. Jones, to guys like Solomon Butler, and, and to have it to, I believe, your running back that will be behind you, and, and just to have such an elite group of guys from that front line, the big, huge offensive line, to jump in here with me, man. What does it mean to you to have that one more chance to play in a high school setting? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, there's a lot of talent both sides of the ball. Um, looking forward to playing one, one more game with these guys uh, from Sumter. And like I said, these other schools, like J.J. and, you know, a lot of guys, they just have a lot of talent, and I'm looking forward to playing with these guys. Now, of course, uh, I've got your buddy, and I'm going to bring him on here now. So, uh, Justice Boone joining us now. Of course, Justice uh going to be on the defensive side. Justice, what's up, buddy? Happy Monday to you, my friend. What's up? What's up? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So, I'm going to say the same. I've got you guys in here together. I like having this one-two punch. I've got the defense and the offense covered here. So, uh, it's going to be fun to have both you guys in here together. Kind of a memory. But I want to have all three of you guys, if I'm not mistaken. The running back will be here this weekend. You'll be here, Justice. And, of course, Aiden, you'll be here. So, we're going to do media day on Friday. And I'd love the opportunity to have all three of us sit around the big table at media day in the lobby and, and just talk a little Sumter Gamecock football. Justice, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some questions, and then Hayden, I'm gonna come back to you too, buddy. But but justice for you, man. This is this is it, man. Right? This is your last senior game uh, as far as before you hang up those senior cleats and you turn that chapter to your new one. You know uh, how excited are you about getting involved in this big weekend and playing with the uh, I would say epic '84 group of young men that are gonna play on the uh, Saturday. Oh man, I'm super excited, especially to like um, team up with some of the all stars and some of the stars from the. Uh, other teams that we've played against and some that we haven't played against. I'm excited about that. And, you know, like you're saying, just finishing up my, you know, my last high school career and stuff, it's just exciting. I'm excited for the weekend. Now, of course, you're going to get to go side-by-side at some level with Najon Barber, a guy we just had on the radio with us uh, about five minutes ago. It doesn't look like uh, size is going to be an issue for the defensive line, man. Have you seen, have you guys communicated, and, and who are you looking forward to playing with coming up this weekend? Um, I talked to a few of the guys, but really, um, um, most of the guys I talked to, I talked to, um, I can't, I can't remember his last name right now, but I talked to Jalen, the safety at, um, Dutch Fork, um, TJ Sanders from Marion, Kaheem from, um, Marion, Kaheem Bethel from Marion, and, um, and it's, um, and also Jaleel from Lakewood, and some other few players too, I can't directly put my, put their, um, their name on, but it's a, it's a bunch of, you know, decent, I mean, well, good players. Division one players that you know coming out this weekend. I'm excited to play for it. Now, Hayden, let me come back to you, buddy. Six one two fifteen Sumter High School varsity man, an all around 
five-star young man, 4.1 grade point average. I mean, you, you come at it from the other side, the left side. I call it the right side because, you know, as left, you stick together. But, but let me ask you this, Hayden. When, when, when you kind of come through this game, you're going to see so much coming at you in different areas. You know, what are the three things? Have you thought about maybe three goals that you're looking to get out of this weekend, buddy? I mean, definitely to, to have fun. I mean, that's the whole point of the game. And um, obviously to win. But, you know, really the biggest thing is just to create a bond with a bunch of these guys. You know, we're, we're really on the same level going to the next the next level, the next stage in our lives. So, I mean, really just to create a bond with those guys and just work together as a team. Now, Hayden, before I go back over to your teammate there, of course, uh, let, let me ask you this. And it kind of hit me as I was on the phone earlier interviewing just a minute ago with uh, – Mr. Barber, who we saw at many camps, you did a great job, by the way, of staying busy, staying in shape, and didn't have to ever get in shape by going to all these different camps that I would see you at just balling out. You know, you get a chance now to, to play with a lot of these guys that you saw camping throughout this weird, epic, unfamiliar area of the word we don't use on this show, but now they become teammates of yours. And maybe even there's a rival on this team that, that, that usually on Friday nights you guys would not have that conversation because you knew they were on the other side. How excited are you to play with a lot of these type of guys, not only the receivers that we talked about, the running backs, but just as a whole, when you started seeing this list of, uh, of this class that we put together on that uh, Twitter feed kind of pop up. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said earlier, there's, there's definitely a lot of talent on both sides of the ball on both teams. And um, it goes back to the bonding stage too. I mean, I'm looking forward to just talking with these guys, meeting with these guys, I'm staying with them in the rooms. I mean, just, just getting to know them, really, and just go out there and play ball. It's going to be an exciting thing as we've got a great group of 84, the epic 84, senior class of 21. And great way to start the year is to start it with the class of 21. As I get back over now, let me uh, bring in Justice Boone. Now, Justice, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you now with it comes to your future, and I'm going to come back to you as well, Hayden, and ask you the same question. But – when you look at, I know you're heading to Florida, you know, there was a lot of conversations and all that you, you, you're signed sealed, but yet not delivered. What made you play in this game? Why, why play one more game before you close this chapter in your life and head to this next chapter and play for the Florida Gators? Well, honestly, man, I miss football like, like crazy, man, especially since my, you know, my last game was such a disappointment for us and stuff like that. It's been, um, it's been knocking at my door for the longest, so I'm a, um, extremely. I was extremely, you know, excited that um, that we was actually having the senior bowl this year. So that's the starters, and uh, and just you know the uh, you know the motion of getting back into the football, you know, football mood, football spirit, you know, the hit and the contact, and all that stuff like that. I just I just love football, so opportunity to play football any day is gonna be accepted by me, really. I love it as we're hanging out right now with two of the best, and they've got one more. It's a, it's going to be a great show for the Gamecocks of Sumter as they'll have the running back, the quarterback, and the big man on the defensive line there hanging out with us as well. Of course, Hayden Vasquez is the quarterback. Justice Boone on the defensive side and the running back, uh, of course, joined us last week, and he had some big news as well, which love that video. Uh, and let me bring you in here, Hayden. When you see – you know, these types of moments, man. How amazing is it to, to see your brothers having these moments, knowing that, you know, you guys are going to be sharing some bonds here, not only this weekend, but, 
you know, I know God's going to bless you as well and, and, as he's, you know, going to bless Justice and, and everybody on this uh, Epic 84 team, man. Yeah, I mean, Nate, me, me and him go way back. We've had, we've had our ups and downs, and we, we've trained a lot together. So, I mean, we've been through a lot together, and his story is just remarkable, man. I mean, it speaks for itself, really. So I was really excited when I heard the news and found out and saw the video. I mean, and I was about to tear to my eyes. But I mean, he's like my mm. brother, really. So I mean, we've been we've been back in the back here for a while, just building that bond, you know. So I mean, I was really excited to see that. Now, Hayden, I know you're a big dude, and of course, your your numbers are incredible coming out of your senior year, man. And and, and of course, uh, your next chapter. Have you narrowed it down? I know you've got some opportunities out there as well. But uh, have you kind of narrowed it down yet, or are you kind of hoping that this game is is going to maybe maybe drive a few more opportunities to you? Because I got to be honest with you, man, and, and I and I've said this directly to your father, and I've told this to a lot of guys, even your head coach. I said, I'm gonna tell you something. That quarterback right there, that's the guy that's going to end up coming up doing some big things, man. So I can't wait to hear where you're going to go to college. Yeah, I mean, I'm still undecided right now. Um, I currently signed with a post grad school, Palmetto Prep in Columbia. So um, recruitment is still 100% open, you know. So I'm just looking to see who else wants to take a shot on me, really. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You are going to do a great, amazing things. Eugene, I want you to come in and talk to these two great guys because I love having the offense and the defense in the room together, man. It, it, it's almost like playing a football game on the radio, Eugene. All right, let me bring Eugene in here real quick. Right. Eugene, there you go, buddy. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I, and when we were up in Charlotte, I actually interviewed Hayden and both um, and, and the quarterback from Oceanside. They were in the same group, if you remember that, Hayden, but up in Charlotte at the uh, the big combine we had there in July. Um, you know, and, and I'm excited to see where you're going. I know, I know that, that door is not closed, and, and you've got, you know, some interest going on. I, I know you work with probably – the quarterback guru probably of the southeast and, and uh with ramon robinson uh are you still working with him you know kind of getting prepared or is he still kind of you know working some channels for you are you guys working together trying to you know put together a good resume going forward because look man i mean yeah we had national signing day and and my boy justice on the phone he, he signed with my gators but you know it's it's not closed there's still another signing day so what are, what uh, are you and Ramon, or, or what are you doing individually, or are y'all together, kind of working on, you know, preparing you uh, to kind of put that best foot forward between now and February? Yes, sir, for sure. I mean, Ramon, me and Ramon have been working day in and day out. I mean, he's still my day one. He's still in my corner. I love having him there. Um, he's done a lot for me. I mean, I cherish him like he's my. He's like like he's another dad, really. I mean, he's someone I can go to talk to about anything. He just always there in my corner and just a great, not only a great coach or a great trainer, but just a great person overall. So, I mean, we've done a lot. We're still, we're still doing a lot of things to, to get me where I want to be. And I'm also working with a lot of other people too. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're still looking to see where that path leads and hoping for the best. All right, so we're live right now, of course, uh, checking in right now with the 
there we go. Uh, sorry about that. Um, and, and for Mr. Boone with the Gators, uh, you know, congratulations. Uh, you signed with my favorite team, as you know. You know, I'm a big Gator fan. I did work on uh, Jaleel, uh, the uh, big wide receiver kind of hybrid guy up at Greer. Uh, his dad and him was saying that, you know, they looked at him as kind of that pitch role uh, going into next year, but you're a year ahead. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, going to the University of Florida. You're leaving the state of South Carolina, uh, you know, and, and there there's some pretty good programs in the state of South Carolina. Uh, but what was it about Florida kind of sold you on to, you know, moving down there, taking that chance, leaving the state of South Carolina and going to play for the Gators? Um, honestly, um, just how the the Gators plan on using me in their defense is just automatically like a, a real big deal break with me, you know, on my style of how I like to play and all. So it's just like that's a big deal for me. And um, also just like, you know, getting out of South Carolina is really not such a big deal for me. I've been here forever. So, you know, getting out of it, you know, going to see something else is not really a problem. But, you know, it's just like – it's just a different atmosphere. You got to go through different things, go to different places to experience different things to become the best you that you can be and, you know, see what all life has in front of you for you to go through. Now, what are you planning on studying at the University of Florida? Um, accounting. Okay. Well, I'll be down there probably in February because my son is a junior and he's interested in the University of Florida for engineering. But, um, you know, I'm I'm assuming you visited the campus. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So you know, and it's not that far, but uh, you know, so your family can visit and people can see games. Uh, so you've got a teammate who's now committed to the University of South Carolina. So talk to us a little bit about that. You know, you guys will play each other every year. Both teams are in the SEC East. And so what is it that you guys have talked about, you know, kind of looking forward to that game every year, you know, now that you're both seniors, so y'all both enter in the same year, so you'll have four or five years to play against each other. Right, well, honestly, man, we we, we haven't had no real serious charge talk yet, man. But, um, well, no, actually, me and Nate, we shared a little something. I told him that because usually at, um, at our high school, our, coach, our coaches don't always hit on, like, he, like, he don't let us, like, do full hitting in our team period. So I teased him and told him that I finally get a chance to really hit him how I want to. So we we talk a little bit something, but that's just exciting, you know, like coming from the same place, going to different places, and you know, just seeing where the individuals come from, where you once witnessed them from, and stuff like that. I think that's a big deal, and you know, just you know, saying that we both come from the same place, we work and we grind all the same way, just to be in the same, just to be in that position. So it's just gonna, you know, it's all gonna work out for us. And, and back to Mr. Vasquez. Now, uh, you, you hear him who's willing to travel and kind of get out of the state. Uh, what are you looking to? Are, are you looking to stay within a certain area? Are you looking to forward to hitting the road? I mean, uh, so, you know, kind of talk to us about, you know, what your interests are. If you're willing to go just play for anybody, man, just kind of give me the shot. Let me, you know, give me the ball. I'm a quarterback, man. Let me, let me throw touchdowns. You know, what's your mindset? Uh, as far as, you know, for anybody who might be listening or watching that game via live, you know, stream or whatnot, or who might listen to this interview, uh, you know, kind of what's your mindset on where you would, would be willing to play? Yeah, I mean, there's not necessarily a specific preference. I'd like, like out of state or in state, you know, I mean, really just anywhere that anyone that wants to take a chance on me, really. 
Well, no doubt. Well, I tell you, uh, we're excited because you guys will have three guys in the game, you know, representing the Sumter Gamecocks. You know, you guys are all kind of going the different directions, you know, so to speak. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, if you guys, you know, you kind of get that last kind of chance to, to play together, are, are you guys looking to room together? Are you looking to uh, room with somebody else uh, and kind of make different connections? Uh, you know, and, and also, too, who's got the best trash talk of the Sumter Game Talk Cox when it comes to Madden football? Um, I'm sorry, I, I, um, <laughs> well, I know for sure that um, we're going to be living together. Um, I forgot to mention that um, uh, one, another one of our see is actually four of us. Our receiver, Marcus Lane, is actually playing in the game with us too. So, um, yeah, we pretty much, we're going to most likely stay in the same room and and the Madden talk. I think about playing my game, but I'm too good. I don't want too much, too much confusion or nothing going on. I hear you. So you guys are all business this weekend, Richie. Uh, what do you think about that? Because the junior guys were looking forward to playing, but there was a lot of trash talk when it comes to Madden. These senior guys are just looking hey. forward to uh, representing the East and getting that trophy because, a- a- as you guys know, the West seems to get all the attention when it comes to or, or the upper state, you know, seems to get all the attention when it comes to recruiting or, and all-star games and Mr. Football and uh, – What's some of the other accolades? The uh, the first team All State. If you look, if you draw that line <laughs> through South Carolina, those guys seem to get a lot of the attention. So you guys have got to come out and dominate and show that there's a lot of talent in the East. And and you know we're honestly guys, we really need that trophy in the East. <laughs> now guys, I don't know if y'all heard or not, but Eugene, uh, of course, pours salt over there, kind of maybe firing you guys up. Because now I feel like I want to play. I don't know. I know college, you can get some eligibility, and I think I used mine up in Columbia. But, uh, man, Eugene, you know, there is a difference between you guys. Again, you know, I will say this. Those young men, they did a great job. They handled themselves well in the Elite 88. They were all about some video games. But I think this group, hey, they're graduating. They ain't worried about no video game. They worried about the real game. That's the game that matters coming up on Saturday at 1 o'clock, right, guys? That's the game that we want to make sure that's handled in business and we do what we need to do to take care of business. I can't wait. Guys, and I do apologize to your teammate. I do apologize, young man. I knew you were part of it. I'm looking at my notes now, and, you know, I know the four horsemen coming in and Gamecock style are going to be doing some big things. The history, the tradition of, of Gamecocks and uh, Sumter, of course, uh, you know, those colors, uh, again, I had a chance. And this is the cool thing about us, guys, is that I had a chance to watch you guys in that scrimmage isn't it kind of neat how God works? I mean, I saw you in the scrimmage in the beginning of the year when y'all, of course, uh, scrimmaged uh, Fort Dorchester that night or that afternoon. You remember that? And then here we are now in, the, in, in a game like this. We're actually getting a chance to yeah. say goodbye one final time before y'all go and be amazing at the next level. Man, to me, it's, it, it's an opportunity and a blessing. And I thank God for the opportunity for this platform that's build our friendship, man. I know you guys are just such amazing young men. Your families have done a great job. Your coaches, your community have raised you guys to be great young men, and I just can't wait to watch you guys leave your final mark in high school football coming up on Saturday, guys. Appreciate y'all coming in today, hanging out with us, and uh, I'll meet you guys in the lobby, let's say, around 5 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Let's get to work. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. God bless you. Take care. Yes, sir. All right, guys. So, Great job with uh, the two right there, Eugene. Man, I, I got to be honest, man. These guys, uh, all of them. I mean, we were blessed with the Elite 88. I know it to be true. 
that this epic 84 is, uh, man, I, I, I tell you, you know, I'm a man of faith, Eugene. You know my faith and you know my platform is, is heavily driven by the Lord above. And, and without him, none of this is possible. All right. I don't just talk about it. I live it. And as I say this, you know, I, I met these two young men after, uh, you know, I, of course, I'd had a chance to uh, to get to know Hayden a little bit before this because of the camps and stuff. But to have a chance to get to know Justice Spoon and get to see the wide receiver, the running back at this scrimmage, man. And, and I remember walking up to him and I said, gosh, y'all going to have a great year. And they did, by the way. They made a good run in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I, I got to tell you something, man. It, um, it It's an amazing to see how God works and, and how I get a chance to now be a part of their final game in high school sports and to see them before they put away these cleats and before they get that chance to turn that key and into that new book, that new chapter that they're going to be writing coming up in 21, because they are the class of 21. And again, you know, we had so many great guests and I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to the players, JJ Jones, Solomon Butler, TJ Sanders, Trey Baker, Najee, not, excuse me, Najon Barber, Hayden Vasquez, and Justice Boone all joined me here tonight, joined Eugene and myself tonight, and they are part of uh, just a few, if you will, just a few of the Epic 84 East team, which is the lower state team. Of course, their head football coach, Ford, is listening. Coach, you got some great dudes hanging out with you this weekend. And, and again, I can't wait to meet the West coach and meet the Western side of life that's going to be coming down to the low country and to the lower state to play a game coming up here this weekend. But, you know, it's the testimonies, it's the history points, it's, it's all those things and before. And I tell you what, each one of these young men that came into this show tonight bring their own story. They bring their own testimony, whether it be J.J. Jones, who, of course, you know, I know him a little bit more at some points because I know, you know, his story and, and, and him now at Myrtle Beach and what he's done, all the way to, of course, uh, the likes of now finding out T.J. Sanders. Never played football until he was a junior in high school. And now here he is going to New York, South Carolina. All the way to Solomon Butler, who I watched as a sophomore, watched as a junior, blow up as a senior. You know, watching Trey Baker over there shutting things down in the corners in Horry County. To, of course, Najon Barber, who I thank God I don't have to feed him. Of course, I'm also glad I don't have to feed none of these kids, which actually this weekend I do. But it's just fun to get to know him. And then, like I said, Hayden is a lefty. I'm a lefty. We're both quarterbacks in our time. Of course, he'll continue to be a quarterback. I went into playing baseball at the next step. But for me, you know, seeing Hayden, knowing his history, getting to know his family, seeing his, you know, communicating with his family on social media, to Justice Boone, who, yeah, he might be the – he is the beast on that line. And I saw the – I saw this cat in preseason mode and watched him during the season. But one of the most well-respected young men – outside of those pads, in those pads. But just, you know, these kids, that they bring something special. And that's what makes our kids in the Palm Mother State so amazing. And I wouldn't change our, I wouldn't change or trade any kid from the Palm Mother State to any other, from any kid outside of our state. And, and I've learned that, and it was echoed that, and it was reassured after watching what we were able to do with the 88 and now seeing what we're putting together with the 84 between our coaches you know, all of our all of our athletes, our athletic directors, our student trainers, our trainers, to, to everybody who has their hands on making Friday Night Lights what Friday Night Lights are. You know, and I said this, Eugene, is that we always look back and we think to ourselves, wow, well, there are so many great moments, and, and, and we'll have an Al Bundy moment, if we will, here, that there's nothing better 
than thinking back as a guy and going, man, you remember what it was like. And by the way, the smell you guys smell in your high school lockers, it don't ever go away. Because here I am at 43 next month, and it smells the same at 43 as it did at whatever age was the first time I walked in a locker room. I don't know what it is, but uh, the high school locker rooms all smell the same, and, and uh, it is kind of what it is. And here, while I say this, when the devil said it ain't getting done in 2020, what do we tell him? Hold this marker. Spot the ball, and let's play some football, because that's what's about to happen come Saturday. Eugene, great show. I know you got a chance to catch in here. You got it in here a little late. I'm glad you made it home safe. You've been traveling, but to stay on the course of this game right here, man, I know you're not going to be here this weekend, but um, you know what? I I may still put you to work from far away as you'll be somewhere on Saturday, but uh, we'll we'll see what we got. But it's going to be a great one. Wednesday night, going to be just as good. Tomorrow night, we do have Everett Sands. It is going to be the West Foundation Sports Show. He's got a great group coming in at 6, going to go in at 9. Now, Everett Sands will be doing the call with me on Saturday. And by the way, good Lord willing, and I say the creek don't rise, this is going to be a televised football game. So, parents, if you're listening, I want you to go to YouTube right now. And I want you to go, of course, uh, to, to a site that, that we, of course, are, are looking forward to. Uh, of bringing this game to you, Eugene. And again, I can't say enough about what we're able to do in Pearl TV SC because I have a chance of working with Joe Grammer, who is the owner of uh, this YouTube channel during the Friday night football. And now we're doing basketball and we'll be doing some wrestling. That ought to be interesting. But parents, if you're listening, coaches, if you're listening, go to YouTube. And we'll be putting this out on our social media here soon. And go ahead and like and subscribe and hit that notification button for Pearl TV SC. And uh, it will give you the heads up as soon as this is live. So this will be an opportunity for you to go back and watch this. This will give you an opportunity to share this so that your family who cannot be at this event on Saturday can go and watch this. All right. So uh, unless something changes, this is where we will put this. We will not put this on the radio. This will be a televised game with myself, Everett Sands, and maybe a guest down on the field. Good time, Gene. Yeah, man, uh, definitely looking forward to trying to follow it. I'm waiting on the schedule for Atlanta for the weekend. It should uh, we hit the road at 9:30 uh, Friday morning uh, for Atlanta this weekend? Looks like I'll possibly be in Miami uh, next weekend, but you know that's what it is. You know, when, when you're covering athletics and kids and opportunities, uh, you you kind of go where the opportunities are because. That's what we do is try to get them uh, everything we can from the media side to, to coaching or advice or just, you know, kind of being there to the as a sounding board, you know, to try to get them to the next level, just like we did tonight with so many athletes. You know, most of them who, who join the show are or do have either an opportunity or a plan in place to go to the next level. Um, but following these 2021s or the 2022s, 2023s, and 2024s, currently in high school uh, – you know, in high schools around the state of South Carolina and beyond. And so uh, definitely looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to following. It is something that I tried to reschedule and, and get to a different state to cover something for uh, in, instead of going to Atlanta this weekend. Uh, the big C word kind of ruined that with the whole uh, protocols with flying into Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, and the waiting time, this, that, and the other. You know, you have high school kids who are, you know, who at the time had, you know, they had to go to class. 
so they couldn't quarantine for, uh, you know, seven to 14 days prior to. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll make the best of it. We'll work together. We're all a team. We're all a big family. But it was a great show, man. Enjoyed meeting all these athletes. Again, some of them we've already met in person. But, uh, you know, the maturity level of these guys, that's why we tweeted out and told the underclassmen, if you get a chance to listen in tonight, listen in. If you didn't, hit the podcast because these guys interviewed like champions, like pros. Like they've been there, done that. And so many of the young bucks coming up could learn a lot from these interviews. And so I'll, I'll leave them with this is, you know, if you didn't get to listen tonight, hit the podcast. There's so much to learn. If you want to follow in the steps, if you want, if you have dreams of playing at the next level, listen to these guys because they're going big places. They're going to be successful no matter what they do. And uh, part of that is how you speak to people, how you interview. No matter what you do in life, you're going to be interviewed at some point. And so uh, you, they could take a lot of tips from these young, uh, young men um, interviewing tonight. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. And, again, I want to thank the coaches, the players. I want to thank their families, the athletic directors, everybody involved that allowed these young men, these athletes, to join us here tonight along with the head football coach of the Eastern side. That's the local or state of this game coming up, the Epic 84. That's going to be taking place, of course, coming up uh, in uh, just a few days. Now, again, if you're looking uh, to get to this game, uh, this is going to be a game that you want to make sure uh, that you're at. You want to make sure that you, uh, of course, are, are here and uh, watching this game coming up because uh, it will have 84 of the best-selected seniors in the class of 21 all ready to ball out, to play out, and uh, to do some big things. So I can't wait for that to uh, happen at 1 o'clock. Again, that 1 o'clock is the kickoff, but there's going to be a lot of conversations if you're listening to this and you're part of the West team, if you're listening to this and you're coming out of the East, please enjoy the opportunity. Take in the experience. We know there's going to be a football game. That's something that I promise you it is going to happen. All right? There's no doubt that's, that's reality. But it's all that happens before you get to that game. It's like riding on that bus on a way game. It's the conversations. It's the memories and the moments that I ask you guys to do what you do. Tonight's broadcast was brought to you by our good friends at Blog Talk Radio and officially right here of the Southern Sports Central Radio Network. Make sure that you're listening tomorrow night to Everett Sands, the coach. Hey, he'll be in here tomorrow doing his own show. The West Foundation Sports Show will be kicking off tomorrow night at 6 o'clock from 6 to 9. He will have at least a handful of five-star guests ready to educate, to entertain, and to bring it from the beginning to the end. On behalf of all of us, all of you, stay safe tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow night. Don't forget, Wednesday, for those who are wanting to hear about the team in the upstate, that's right, you're on the clock, the epic 84 of the upstate. That's the West. We'll hear from their head coach and a few other players, along with David Shelton, all part of our guest list on the upcoming show come Wednesday night, guys. Follow us on Facebook, Southern Sports Central, and on Twitter at SO Sports Central. On behalf of Eugene, I'm Rich Elman. We'll see you next time. God bless.